0: Hello everyone, and welcome to two podcasts that bring Disney and technology that much closer to home. I'm your host, Mark RTM, joined by Kira, and we're also joined by the host of DisCast, Mark Silverman. This is Remember the Magic, episode 81, and DisCast episode 36, for the week, or for the day, or for the year of December 31st. 2011
1: and immediately following
0: the magic the memories and you please join us for wishes our nighttime fireworks spectacular the magic begins
1: in just five minutes By the way, we're traveling on pure steam power. This old locomotive is descended from the mighty trains that powered the golden age of steam. In every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. All passengers, please prepare for immediate boarding. Someday soon, you'll be able to take a
2: trip under the sea with the Little Mermaid, or be our guest for an enchanted feast inside the Beast's Castle.
1: Do not put on your blank glasses until instructed to do so by a crew member.
0: week's podcast, we'll be discussing what happened in this past year in the Walt Disney World and Disneyland and the Disney Company. And here to join us is Mark Silverman of the, Dis- of the Discast Podcast.
3: Hey guys, how you doing today?
0: And Kira. Hi. Hello. And he- how we're going to discuss it, we're going to go through topics. And the first we'll begin with with the Let the Memories Begin campaign, which was a 2011 campaign and which might be not going to 2012. And the thing that came out of it was Magic Memories and You, which was both on the Cinderella's Castle and It's a Small World and Disneyland.
3: Which I thought was actually a very good use of uh, those attractions.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They um, Disney I'd say did a nice job using what they already have, just literally adding projections and adding in people, just normal park guests instead of filming. You know, every instead of just actually going out and filming, actually just adding actual park guests. It's a nice little way, I guess, to interact with everyone, you know?
2: Yeah, I think um, the interactive was very nice for them to do. But uh, as far as the projections, I think that they could probably go uh, a lot further than what they've done so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that'll go in the future.
3: Yeah, I'm very interested to see what this is going to do with this. Yep. Um...
0: That...
3: Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Um, it
0: looks interesting from what I've seen of it on the Cinderella's castle. It's very good how they project it onto something that's 3D and that looks 3D, which is very unique.
2: I think my favorite part is the rocket. mm mm-hmm. that...
3: The rocket's Yes.
2: And, uh, I-, I don't remember exactly how they do it with, uh, it's a small world, but I think that they do an admiral job. With it uh, over, it. it's a small world.
3: Mm-hmm. i to I mean, it was something interesting because we all had the uh, the um, campaigns escaping me from last year. Celebrate, celebrate. Yeah. What was the other one? It's, Give uh, a, day, a, a day, get a Disney day. Give a day, get a Disney day. Yeah. This day, right? That campaign was very interesting. So that campaign really kind of died down by about March.
2: It died quickly, simply because they only did a million tickets, and you're going to get every Disney fan out there to get a free Disney Day. I mean, it was a good cause, but... I don't know. It was more of a, you're volunteering, but it really wasn't, as far as I'm concerned, really. You're not volunteering as much because you are getting something out of it. And I mean, as what they were doing was admirable, yeah, but I don't know about the way that they went about doing it. Maybe a discount, like they would do for DVC people or... Those who have annual passes, maybe something like that, then they probably could have it made not just a million people, but more people being able to join in that, and it actually lasting the whole year.
3: See, that's what I was thinking. But I mean, I think this worked out. At least in this campaign, I think it worked out a lot better than last year's.
2: Yeah, I think. you know, it,
3: it actually lasted the whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see. And we'll see where Disney brings this up until next year
2: because this was the 40th anniversary, 40th birthday for Walt Disney World and they didn't do... I have to say, they didn't do much. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, which kind of surprised me. I thought they'd do a little more.
2: Well, they did just have the 50th anniversary... Wait, yes, it was 50th anniversary for Disneyland and they had that going more than just the one year. And, um... I know a lot of people were complaining that they did... kept doing promotions and they were downplaying just the regular every day of the park and... I think a lot of people just wanted to see their old park back and not have banners everywhere telling you to celebrate this or do this or do that, so... At least that's what I was hearing from it. hmm 40
3: WDW 40, I think Disney... You know, I'd say Disney at least had a nice ceremony and stuff, but, you know, I, I still... As you said, with Disneyland's 50th, they did a lot, and I think they should have done a lot more for Walt Disney World's 40th. Mm-hmm.
2: I think they will do a lot more for the 50th of Walt Disney World, but I believe... Uh, Walt Disneyland being the original and Walt's Park and the celebration of Walt Disney in general, I think they kind of latched onto it and then they probably didn't want to do overbearing. So I I think they just were trying to tone it down. So I definitely think with the Haunted Mansion expansion and everything they're doing with the D23 Expo that we will get to later, you know, I think that they had enough on their plates maybe.
0: Yeah. And, uh, but they did something on, uh, um, October 31st, on uh, October 1st, but we'll get to that later. And, uh, moving on to attraction, The first attraction that opened in, uh, opened is Star Tours, Little Mermaid Undersea Adventure. Uh, stopping at Star Tours, this is a good attraction because it lets you go to, th- uh, 52 different explorations of Star Tours. You can go on a 52 times and see different things, and it's in 3D.
3: I have to say, Disney did a great job with 3D. It is possibly one of the greatest rides, I think, at either the parks in California or in um, probably Hollywood studios. Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't um, been able to go to the new one yet. I do remember, obviously, the old one, which I absolutely love, and I uh, hope that I uh, like it as much as everyone else has liked it so far. I have a high hopes for
0: the Epcot opening was superb as Kira said in like a couple shows Mm -hmm. past
2: just the ceremony being what it was they had the chance to do this probably a while ago but I believe they were waiting for the technology to catch up with what George Lucas wanted to do and some people don't like the recent trilogy some people absolutely love it Um, as one who grew up with it I have nothing against it but them going back to the prequels it was just really fitting after everything so I think one of the major reasons that they waited to do this was for the other 1, 2, and 3 to release
3: mm-hmm. I, I think that had a big to do with it I mean sure this already was setting with back with, when Star Wars first came out but I think now the ride is where I guess he wanted it to be it's they've done a lot, and they really have made it, I guess, as close to the Star Wars experience as, you know, you can have Star Wars.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Without all the green screen effects being in the movie, but it says that they really did a phenomenal job with the ride. Mm-hmm. I,
0: like, I still like their queue. No matter how they change it, they've upgraded that queue.
2: Did they really?
3: Uh, the
0: queue. Yep. yep. It looks awesome, though.
2: I remember going through, and I believe they have a mon- um, a little whatever you want, um, to the original driver
0: Captain Rex Captain Rex, yes, yeah. yes. that's a dysfunctional robot right,
3: right it's because they went backwards, right
0: mm-hmm.
2: take him back, it's his first ride and he's gonna <laughs> suck at it maybe, we don't know yep. pretty much
0: Moving on to another attraction that opened during Mickey's or during the sensational summer at uh, Disneyland is Little Mermaid Undersea Adventure, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen video of it, so...
2: You haven't seen video of it? I was at... Nope. you trying to... I was at this like three weeks before it opened, which killed me, but...
3: It's an impressive ride from what I've seen. It's a literally impressive ride. I mean, it's the Little Mermaid. You know, who doesn't love the Little Mermaid?
2: Yeah, I mean... There's one... Uh, there's only one quote issue that I've read um, about the ride, but other than that, I uh, I agree with uh, Mark. Uh, I really am um, looking forward to writing this. Haven't had the chance to, and Disney World's getting it. Um, expanded queue. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably going to be another one of those... Um, interactive? I- no. Well, they will have the interactive, yes, but... It's one of those pirates versus the Pirates of the Caribbean out here or the Haunted Mansion or one of those that they've got the better queue, we've have the better ride, blah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be identical in the ride, but I know that the queue will be far greater than what we could have hoped for over here simply for the fact that you have more space, but I still like both of them, and I still think that they're going to be really cute either way.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, it's. It, I mean, back in the DCA, they built a whole building for it, and you know, I, I can't really speak for it cause I was not on the ride, and I'm not gonna, you know, mm-hmm. start. I shouldn't say I'm not gonna start, you know, bashing the ride because I have been mm-hmm. on it. But it, it, from what it looked like an outside, just the outside, itself was a very impressive building, and you know, we'll see how it winds up in Disney World, especially with the with the extra land. But I think any of the kinks that they found back in California, I think will be worked out by the time it hits Disney
2: it, it probably will be. Um, the beautiful facade, the building that they were making, absolutely beautiful. The arch that they kept, I'm glad that they kept it. I mean, the whole renovation with Disney's California. Um, but what they, you know, the original park, as I've expressed before, at least I believe I had, I never had a pickle with it. I never had an issue with it. I absolutely loved it. Then again, I grew up with it. I watched it being constructed and everything else, but I'm really excited for everything that they're bringing brand new, because I know that they're going to make it probably a lot better than it was. And the Little Mermaid was just the tip of the iceberg, I mean, we have the construction for Cars Land, which I wish they would just change it and call it Radiator Springs, because Cars Land just... I've never liked that name. But With The Little Mermaid, it was just a perfect kind of compliment, especially to the world of color coming out. That was in 2010, and now with The Little Mermaid and all the other silly symphony swings, I believe that also came out just this year. Um, Hard to believe because it feels like this stuff, it's almost like it hasn't, it's not new because it almost feels like it's been fitting there since the park, you know, came to be several years ago.
3: yeah, I mean, Silly Symphony Swings was there, it was, um, yeah, I'm skipping the name. The orange Zinger. Orange Zinger, thank you. So, I mean, it was there, just, you know, now they've, I think what Disney's done is they've sort of saw how Disney California Adventure wasn't doing so well, and I think now they're slowly bringing the park back up to par with how everyone else is doing. I mean, Cars Land, from what I saw, is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, at, at least as of now, is sticking to California. So that will at least help drive people to the park, if not for, you know, World of Color, which is an absolutely amazing show, to at least drive people back to see DCA and to see, you know, um, what I guess what DCA has actually to offer.
2: Um, kinda got in the middle of a pickle because I'm a Disneyland through and through. I'm a West Coast versus East Coast, say what you will. Um, A good friend of mine is going to be going to Disneyland for the first time, and he's going to spend five or six days there. And a lot of people are telling him, you're going to get bored when you're at Disneyland. And I have to put a a foot in and I say, well, first of all, you have Walt's Original Park. How can you get bored? Two, you have the Downtown Disney District, which is a walking distance. It's not a bus. You don't have to take a bus. You don't have to take a ferry. You don't have to take a monorail. It's walking distance. This is awesome. Then you have Disney's California Adventure. Sure, it's under construction but they have so much to offer. It's not just a two to three day park, at least in my mind, it's never been. How long were you there for?
3: I was there for, well, I mean, I was seeing other family while I was out in California Mm -hmm. too. So I was there for, I was there for three days. Not just because I was seeing other family, but I I, I don't feel like, I I never felt like I missed anything. Then again, I know that there's a lot more that I didn't see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I spent literally a day in each park. Mm -hmm. And there was, I I was there pretty much from park opening to park closing. And at least the only time I really felt like I didn't get everything was when we left Disneyland. California Adventure, I felt like I did everything. Yeah. And that was because at the time they're still doing reconstruction and they're still, you know, I guess bringing it up to par, but... That was really, Disneyland, there really was a lot that I, I felt I did a lot, but there was also a lot of stuff that I miss.
2: Yeah, I feel Walt Disney World is fantastic. I have nothing against it. It's huge. There's so much to do. There's so much to see. At the same time, I love the simplicity and the intimacy of Disneyland and how that will almost never be duplicated over at Walt Disney World because you, as much as you are inside the Disney World, You still have to take, you know, the public transit or the ferry. You kind of have those moments of if you, you know, if it happens, you kind of get separated from the magic. I feel with Disneyland, you're always constantly surrounded by everything that is Disney at its core. And like I said, everything in walking distance. And like you said, with the construction, it's going to be a lot more to see and a lot more to do. And what I think is hilarious is with them trying to make it so that you stay there longer, they had the glow parade, or I, I believe it wasn't a parade. They had uh, some show <laughs> with the, you know, with bars and dancers, and then they made it electronica, and they were bringing that back this year.
3: Electronica, yep. Yeah.
2: And that was absolutely phenomenal. And so I do feel that there's a lot more to do. For Disneyland. There is. And I, ha- yeah,
3: and I have to say, in California Adventure, probably one of the best things I've ever seen was the Aladdin show. That is spectacular. It was absolutely one of the greatest performances I've seen. And I've seen, you know, most, I've seen just about every Disney performance they've had on Broadway, and it was without a doubt comparable. If not, it exceeded in some parts. I mean, how else do you get a flying carpet or get an elephant into a thing? <laughs> you know, it, it is, it is absolute, it was absolutely an amazing show. Isn't Aladdin gone now? No. No. They so, fought uh, it. They were going to get. They were gonna put in, out of all things, Toy Story. Yeah, nah. That's a But stop. they, But a lot of people fought it. Mm-hmm. Fought.
2: I, Like I said last week, I have nothing wrong with Toy Story at all. Great films. I don't think it merits a musical. No. Uh, not to me. Oh,
3: I, I, I agree. H- Toy Story, the films, the trilogy, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Toy Story as a musical, mmm... But it
2: came back because of popular demand. People heard what was going to happen, and then with the construction of the red trolley cart in front of it, and they were going to, I don't, I think they were going to demolish part of it, or revamp it, or put it, you know, in the side, and then make it better, and then bring out Toy Story. But I think they had petitions, and people, they were not happy. (laughs) (laughs) The internet rose up.
3: Aladdin is such a great show. It,
2: It really is. Um... I don't remember whatever happened. There was a... And I wish I had more specifics in my brain, but I don't. It was a Mickey Mouse rap side street show at Disney's California Adventure. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. I saw that That, video. Yeah, that I don't
2: know. Where did it (laughs) Where did it go? I don't know where, but I hope it went away. Because I know that they tried to make Mickey recent, you know, Mm -hmm. popular, hip, doesn't fit.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah, we don't need anything Mouse wrapping. I'm sorry.
2: And him mm-hmm. taking off his suit, he ripped it. He ripped off his suit and started. Was it Yoho?
0: I don't remember what song it was, but I remember seeing a video of it. I was like, no. <laughs> I think.
2: Yeah. I'm glad that went far, far, far away. And uh, what you were going to say, Mark, or what you were leading to after the Little Mermaid was Mickey's Soundstational Parade that came and literally just blew Main Street away with how phenomenal that parade is. Um, I don't remember the parade that was before it, but it was one that they would stop, get out, dance, and then keep going. This one is a continual actual parade. They have floats, they have performers, they have music, and it Mm -hmm. flows so beautifully. Were you able to see it, Mark?
3: No. Well, actually... Depends. When did it start? Because so I was there in April. I think it started on, like, June 6th. Yeah. So then I missed it. Yeah. If it. started, if it started anywhere from after April, I missed mm-hmm. it. But I mean, I- I'm sorry. I'm still a fan of Main Street Electrical Parade. I- I'm just going to put
2: it out oh, there. Oh, completely. Uh-huh. This wasn't a... Uh, this is in place of Main Street Electrical Parade. Not at all. This was really...
0: Celebrated Dream from Trooper, I think it was. In place. Oh,
2: yeah. Thank you. Um, But yeah, it was uh one of... Well, as far as parades go, it was a really be- a callback to the old Main Street parades that you absolutely have to see. It stops Main Street traffic dead <laughs> when they pass by, and I've seen it a couple of times. I know that there's quite a few HD videos on it, of it online, and if you haven't seen it, I suggest you do. It was really good. Walt Disney World currently has the Main Street Electrical Parade, but I've heard a rumor that it's going away after the Fantasyland expansion mm-hmm. is coming. After that opens, I heard that the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back to us.
0: And celebrated a from Come True might be leaving, since Wikipedia updated it saying that it might, a new parade might be coming in January 16th, but I don't know if that's true or false, since no rumors have been coming out on any Disney unofficial blogs. Mm-hmm. So any
2: Walt Disney World updates from this year?
3: Uh, uh, well, what I, well in, in terms of attractions? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't in Disney World at all this year. So. Well,
2: I know there was a massive fire in the Magic Kingdom, and something great came out of that one.
3: Yep. Oh, oh. yes, the Return of the Yes. Room. Mm-hmm. Yes! Thank God. Mm-hmm. Not, that I don't like the Ala- not that I don't like Aladdin. No, it's like not that I don't like Aladdin. Not that I don't like The Lion King. I love those movies, but... Come on, you can't beat the classic Tiki Room.
2: They edited a couple things out, I believe. I... For Like time, I believe, but other than that, it's it's very truthful and faithful to the original, and I like that. I love it. Oh,
3: I totally agree. I love it. It's possibly one of my favorite rides, or I guess it's not even a ride, it's a show. Mm-hmm.
2: It was Walt's favorite show, and he originally wanted it to be a dining experience, and sadly, it was too short for that. But you can bring in your churros or your turkey legs. I think mm. they allowed you to bring food in. If
3: doll whip, yeah. Mm-hmm. They make go of the greatest food I think ever at a Disney park.
2: Uh, uh the Goofy Sky Um, I loved the Mahalo Madness, it was really fun, but they changed that, that's fine. Uh, I did hit a little bit on the red trolley trains because they're changing the way it is from Hollywood to the Tower of Terror, and I'm really excited because you're gonna be able to ride a red trolley car on the way to the Tower of Terror, I just think that's gonna be awesome personally
3: from the uh drawings that i've seen it looks phenomenal i'm excited. That's, that's awesome all right so somebody explain what is the seven dwarfs mind train
0: um it's it it's coming where uh it's an open space where the finish line expansion is it's going to be taking over the snow whites scared adventures but it's a new building that they're building right now it's going to be the swinging track with the uh cart that
3: sounds interesting yep of Disney World not even realize that there's a Snow White Scary Adventure ride mm-hmm. my
2: only beef with Walt Disney World and uh, I don't know <laughs> how this is going to fare but it's about Fantasyland it's the fact that you're it's a small world is inside yeah. I do not like this <coughs> at mm-hmm. all
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I like it it's just, I mean credits are credits dude California I mean that is the original they trucked it out from New York out to California because at the time you know that's all that existed but Listen, if you, you got to do what you got to do for space, honestly, I was surprised that when they announced the expansion that they weren't at least going to open it up. Mm-hmm. Now you have a lot more room.
2: Mhm. And then doing away with this Snow White scary adventure for the Princess Fantasy Fair, I think something to that extent.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I believe that you have the Beauty and the Beast castle, the Little Mermaid, you know Belle's cottage and the tavern and everything. I don't think you need an extra little. This is the meet-and-greet! I don't think you need it, but mm-hmm. I think they did away with one extra Disney princess thing for the Snow White Minecrawler.
0: Yeah, uh, they're replacing one of the princesses uh, the Seven powers Mine Train.
2: I don't remember who they were replacing it with. hmm I believe it was probably S- Sleeping Beauty? Because I think they're doing...
0: Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. No, you're
2: right. Because I thought they were supposed to do the meet and greet with you were supposed to make Aurora a cake or fancy dress mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. What, where's Cinderella in all this? Is that because she already has her own ballroom?
0: In the castle, yeah. She's
2: got
3: she's got a castle. I think
0: she's set. <laughs> <laughs> she's in with Magic Kingdom, so. Just a, yeah, she she's got that set. I mean,
3: that's probably the most iconic castle in the world. Mm-hmm. I
2: suppose I should be asking where Mulan and Pocahontas and. All those that are usually not mentioned.
3: I <laughs> um, wish you knew. Well, I, I have to say they made an appearance in the Christmas Day parade. Yes, they did. I mean, I, 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 I think those are some princesses that have kind of died off, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm. I, and it makes me sad because I believe that you know all the Disney princesses, not just the you know the main few, like Tiana or wow, I drew a blank, Rapunzel. <laughs> um... I think at least Pocahontas should maybe have her own little meet-and-greet. I know that's probably going to sound weird, but maybe over at Fort Wilderness Lodge, you know. Mm-hmm. Somewhere over there. Mm-hmm. Mountains, foresty. Can you
3: put it where you can? I mean, it's, we're lucky enough we still
2: have to make it. <sighs> I don't think he's ever going to go away. I pray not. But I think there's a little too Tinkerbell's always been iconic since before Peter Pan. Mm-hmm, yes. But Pixie um, Hollow, I have no beef with that, but I don't know. They have the princesses already. <laughs> Who knows?
3: I'm not a 12-year-old girl, or I can't comment, so, not even a 6-year-old girl, so I can't comment. <laughs> but what I do love is next on our list here is the Pixar Pals Countdown the Fun, which I pray they get rid of, if they haven't already. Thank you.
2: I have no idea what this is. <laughs> you don't want to know what it is.
3: You don't want to know what it is. <laughs> it honestly is like, it honestly, I saw it in DCA, it honestly is like, Hey, we're going to have a little parade, and then it's over.
2: Oh, that, okay. Wow. Was not even on my radar. I've seen
3: it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I couldn't even figure out if it was a parade.
2: It, it seems like they're just characters kind of going through the park, saying mm-hmm. hi. It does not even look like an official of parade.
3: No. So honestly, the quicker they can get rid of it, the better. I would like to see that them bring in something more with Pixar, don't get me wrong, but just mm-hmm. not Pixar Palace countdown.
2: Well, what I would rather see, I would rather see this stay than them ever attempt to have a Marvel parade. Unless they stick it in Hollywood Studios or somewhere that they can at least verify it being in Disney. I don't want it.
3: (laughs) If you really want Pixar pals, count down the failure. Really?
2: (laughs) Over Marvel? Yes. (laughs) Because I already have... I go to the Disney store just to kind of look around. I almost never buy anything. But seeing Marvel characters in a Disney store, I don't feel it fits but that's me. I'm glad that they got the property to it. They can do with it what they want. If my memory serves correctly,
3: I believe there's some lawsuit or or some legal action or something that prevents Disney from bringing the characters onto the East Coast because of the deal they have with Universal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I seem to remember that, so I don't think we're going to be seeing Marvel characters, at least on the East Coast, not in Disney for a while. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you know the West Coast remains to be seen.
2: At least with the theme that they're going for right now, with um, the silly symphony swings being created, Goofy, the Little Mermaid, Cars Land, and everything else like Aladdin, I don't think they would have a place to actually put it. They have the Muppets, they have the Monsters Inc.
0: They do it around Paradise Pier. Why would you do it?
2: Don't that? do it. It, does, yeah. it
3: doesn't.
2: It doesn't even. Fit. It doesn't fit. No, it doesn't because you have the carnival. You have Toy Story Midway Mania, you have King Cat Carousel.
3: No, nothing against Toy Story Midway Mania out in out in Florida, in the Hollywood Studios, but Toy Story Midway Mania in California was my first time I actually saw um, Mr. Potato Head. Let me say, it fits so much better out there because mm-hmm. it actually is a boardwalk feel. Not that it, I mean the ride obviously is the same, and I love the ride. You know, trust me, I love that ride, but just the boardwalk feel is so much better out there
2: and you hear the cow- the roller coaster screaming as you're walking there it just it that is, is so like lovely. my favorite section of the park you know, World of Color and Little Mermaid aside oh, that is like my favorite okay so what is this wild Africa Trek? Like,
3: what
0: is this
2: wild
3: Africa Trek?
0: go ahead it's a uh, tour that you can t- take in the Kilimanjaro safaris where you can see animals and have a dinner in the safari or uh, lunch in the safari and it
3: costs a couple of like a hundred dollars but it's still looks good to do. Now, is this anything similar to what they already offer, um, people staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge guests, um, where they, they're allowed to go early in the morning? It's, I mean, minus the food part.
0: It's during the, uh, it's like something like that, but you could uh, walk and see the animals. You don't have to go on a, uh, tour bus to go see the animals. You can walk and see them, like, up and close.
3: Well, Whoa. That's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun.
0: You can see the buses uh, go around because it goes on during the day. I kind of
3: really want to do this
0: now.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. That would be quite amazing. Because I know that that already is a great ride. So It, it, it doesn't even sound right to call it a ride.
3: Nah, it, it, really is, it really is a safari, to be very honest. Yeah. Who doesn't love seeing giraffes? Animals! Nothing better than animals. Which we'll get to Animal Kingdom later on. Anyway, moving on, the, uh, new narration at WDW, at the uh, Walt Disney World Railroad.
0: Yep, uh, this, I didn't like in the beginning, but as, uh, I didn't like the TTA people over new narration, this grew on me.
2: You didn't like the TTA new narration?
3: Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. It's now awesome. And awkwardly. Just be happy it's actually there, unlike in California, or yeah, like in yeah. California, it just sits there at the tracks. We'll never return. I know, I really, I honestly, I really wish that it would come back there, because... It's so iconic to just what Walt Disney wanted as public transportation.
2: I don't think that they have room for it, one, and then they don't have the the space for the stairs every... I don't remember how else.
3: Safety stairs. I think that's what the problem is.
2: That really is an issue right now, I think. And I don't think that's going to be coming back anytime soon because your Tomorrowland and Walt Disney World is so much larger and has so much more capacity for that. You can do it. Over here at Disneyland, that was... Until I think the 70s when they took it down. I don't believe, I don't remember even why, but bringing it back seems like that would take major messing with.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'd, there'd be a lot of safety issues that they didn't need to go through.
2: I mean, for heaven's sakes alive, they put railings on the Alice in Wonderland ride that killed me. So, thinking of what they might do with the TTA over here in California, I cringe mm-hmm. to think because I would love to see it back, but if they can't even deal with with Alice in Wonderland not having any safety and it being in operation for over 50 years and then suddenly having to change something about it. I'm sorry. That really got to me this year. And then Monorail Peach.
0: Yep, this went back to the 12th Monorail in the since the Monorail accident on July 4th of 2009.
3: I must say, you know, I, I think Disney this, did this a nice job commemorating it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It really is... Um... You know, it's a nice touch honestly that they realize you know what happened
0: mm-hmm. the two monorails that collided they uh converted the, both of the colors and made it into one color
2: oh uh, yes definitely and um i believe you can't ride with the driver quite yet not yet but i believe you can in disneyland still
0: yeah you can do join in disneyland but in multiple world not quite yet probably not in for another few years
2: Probably not, and that's, you know, in respect to the family and everyone else who was affected by that, and that's fine, mm-hmm. because there were several people on the platform when that occurred, Yeah, this, I believe so, and it's going to take a while for Disney to, I guess, shake that off in a way, uh, and it's fantastic mm-hmm. what they did with the colors, but uh, I'm, I'm still glad that you are able to do it at least at one of the parks. Mm -hmm. even if it's over in the west coast I'm I'm glad that they still you can still do it because it is a fantastic experience but
3: not to mention the very nice shiny monorails you guys have out there
2: Mm. (laughs) uh just a little bit of a tidbit if anyone wants to you know hash this out I wonder if the Matterhorn would ever go anywhere else besides Disneyland
3: I don't think so Mm -hmm. That's just so iconic to Disneyland that that's gonna stay there for possibly ever (laughs) I mean, then again, I said that about the Carousel of Progress, and look what happened there. Mm.
2: Let's see, we have Fast Pass for Celebrate Dream Come True Parade. Yep. What is that?
0: You can, it's like uh, the World of Color, uh, wonderful, uh, world of color, but it's a Fast Pass where you can stay in a Cinderella Courtyard and see Celebrate Dream Come True Parade. You have to have uh, certain passes to go see this.
2: So do you, okay, so you go to a FastPass machine and it says FastPass for Celebrate Dream True Parade, or?
0: Uh, the, the cast member handed it out for Celebrate Dream Country Parade. They don't have a FastPass system quite yet since the X-Pass, uh, FastPass hasn't come out yet, and hopefully it is still a rumor. That's
1: interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because I know they did it for World of Color, and I'm not too sure how well that worked.
3: It's, well, they still have it for, they still have it for World of Color.
2: Huh. So it's still not sit yourself. You'd have to get a fast pass or?
3: It's interesting how it works, World of Color. Over in California Adventure, World of Color, it's... When I went, the first thing I did, because I've read thousands Mm -hmm. of blogs or whatever, saying the first thing to do is Mm -hmm. get the ticket because how it works is they give you a color out of all things. They give you a colored zone of where Mm -hmm. you're sitting. And And from what I can remember is the later on in the day you get it, it depends on where you actually sit. It is seat yourself. But it depends on the zone. Like, I think there's a red zone where it's in the center. There's, like, a blue or yellow zone or whatever on the sides.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Probably, like, four zones or something.
3: Yeah, it's something like that. But I believe that's how it works in World of Car. And there it works. Because, you know, you still are sitting yourself, but you're at least in a section.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm
3: Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not so sure how much it really works in a parade.
0: I don't think it's going to work.
2: No, that probably wouldn't work, because unless they have specialized tape,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and even then, you're going to have people just sitting on there and going, huh, Aspas?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's people who still si- I mean, there's people who still sit for World of Color.
2: Uh-huh. But it's probably more controlled, especially since there's a certain area. You can rope it off. Yeah,
3: there's a lot more control, or at least in World of Color terms, than in a parade. I thought that one actually kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and... Did, did you go, uh, speaking of World of Color, did you see Fantasic? Was that up and earning when you were over there?
3: That was with um, Murphy.
2: Did Murphy actually work this time? Murphy did actually
3: work when I was there, and I must say that was possibly one of the greatest shows. It is, it is at least over there, it's not the longest Fast Pass wait I've ever had. Or, what do they call it in Florida, where you're waiting forever? Q. Well, no, not the queue, but no. But you know how, like, if you get, like, a dinner package or whatever, you're there for, like, four hours before they actually do anything?
1: hmm Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, it, it, I have to say, on the Rivers of America, it is a phenomenal show. And with Murphy, Murphy is something else when it works.
2: What I do have to say is, I was there second, third day it was open, last, in 2009, and it was, like, you could tell the crowd in general was fans- because you heard them chanting about Murphy just before the show starts and what cracked me up is because the lights came on and it started and then the lights zoomed to where Mickey's supposed to be there's no Mickey so they had to do it again but just the anticipation that they had with Murphy and it breaking down and coming back really really amused me (laughs) to be completely honest because it's Murphy's Law and the fact that it did take so long I'm glad it's still there my life, Murphy's Love. So, speaking of Fantasyland and everything else in between, we had an expo this year. We did
3: did have an expo. Which, I'm going to be very honest, I paid very little attention to, so I'm going to let you guys (laughs) take it.
2: (laughs) Well, the thing is, is that they had so much anticipation for this one because the 2009 expo was such a hit. Mm -hmm. It went viral, if anything else. But this one, I think after coming out in 2009, they didn't have as much to show.
3: Not for Walt Disney World.
2: I think it suffered.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we're, I'm going to spoil the surprise a little bit as we go back into um, Animal Kingdom for a second, but I was surprised that they did, They did, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did or didn't unveil um, uh, James Cameron and Avatar come to Animal Kingdom. They, they did not. They did not, right. So yeah. I thought, you know, that I think if they had done it there, that would have taken the expo. Hands down. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm a little surprised they didn't do it there. And now that's not saying, you know, whatever circumstances that there was preventing it, but
2: still. I think they didn't have everything set in stone yet as far as the company talking and the agreement. I think it was in the works um, because it was about a month after the expo when they finally did the announcement, I believe.
0: About a few weeks after it and then it came out.
2: Yeah, so I do, I agree with you that it would have made it excellent um we did get a cute, a few good nuggets out of the expo like looking at uh, shanghai
0: seeing how disneyland uh the new fantasyland what they're gonna have and uh the fantasyland uh for uh, disneyland is gonna be converted into a uh, fairy
2: um oh the disney world i think they updated quite a few things on there and then they had the talking mickey that came in. They had the Mickey playing the drums and smiling and laughing and everything and blinking his eyes. Yeah, that, and I don't know if they did anything else with Hong Kong Disneyland, but I'm still excited for Mystic Point, mm-hmm. Mystic Manor and everything over there. You know, I t-
3: agree. No, Don't get me wrong, that's really exciting. But, I don't know about you, but I'm not planning to take a trip to China anytime soon to see all these wonderful expansions, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, as a stockholder, it's phenomenal. Don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but you know it, it's more of it's very nice don't get me wrong but I'm just interested to see what of that they're gonna bring into the US
2: it will be interesting because that culture is so different the Hong Kong Disneyland is the smallest I think pop, theme park we have in yep. the Disney repertoire mm-hmm. and besides on, because that does not count as a theme park but I have always wanted to see Tokyo Disney Sea, and but with Hong Kong Disneyland and that expansion and then Shanghai, so many people were worried that Shanghai would be in competition with Hong Kong, and what a lot of people have said in reply to that is, it's basically California versus Florida. There's enough space that you have room for two, and I don't know, I agree with you that I'm probably not going to be seeing it anytime soon, but for the people of Shanghai and for the people of Hong Kong, they're probably more thrilled than anything.
3: Yeah, I think I I agree with you there. they, They really... For them, it's absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. because they don't really have that much of the Disney magic like we do here in the states.
2: Mm-mm. And so we have Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Paris, Florida, California, and now Hawaii as major destination points. And not to mention the Disney Vacation Club.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you go onto one of their destination, you know it doesn't even include going to a Disney park itself. It just a Disney adventure. In general.
0: And then adventures by Disney. Yeah.
2: Speaking
0: and I mean. Of Hawaii, fire, oh,
3: sorry, go ahead. No.
2: no, I was just gonna say there's so many different parks and they're stretching it so thin. One of the major jokes now is where next?
3: Uh, speaking as you were mentioning of Hawaii Fire that they had at Disney and Luna before it opened, that was costing. Alani. Enough. Alani, sorry for my lack of Hawaiian. My lack of Hawaiian skills. They had a Alani costing twenty thousand dollars. Is that correct? Yeah, there's a. The fire was
0: before the Disney opening of Alani, which costed twenty thousand dollars and severe damage to the roof and to some. Uh...
2: And I never heard this mm-hmm. <laughs> until today. Wow. What did we know? What caused it?
0: Uh, They don't know yet, but uh, they probably won't know since it was going through construction period. So it might have been a construction
3: error or something like that. Honestly, I, I think we should just be happy that no one got hurt out of us. Yeah. That's the main cause. That
2: is the best thing to be thankful for at the moment, definitely.
3: Mhm.
2: And speaking of it being, you know, great things that come out of it, we did get the Disney Aulani unveiled. And we also got a new cruise ship called the Disney Dream, which I am so excited to do. Mhm. I wanna go.
3: Cruising. I love cruising and I love Disney. This is a nice combo right there.
2: <laughs> Have you, any of us been on a cruise before?
3: Yep. A cruise. Yes, Disney cruise. Yeah. Disney
0: fantasy. My 2012 graduation gift would be. Nice.
3: So as of now, as of now, you haven't been
0: on. Me, I've been on a couple. Of cru-
2: okay. Cru- <laughs> so you will be able to, com- you know, compare and
1: mm-hmm.
2: how Disney is um, as far as being on par with mm-hmm. other cruises. I have never been on a cruise before, so I look forward to doing a cruise of some sort. Maybe the fantasy. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. As long as they have the aqueduct, I do not mind which one I go on.
3: And I must say, I mean,
2: it's Disney on a cruise ship. You know, it's what, the
3: magic you get from Disney on a cruise ship. It doesn't really doesn't get much better than that.
2: And I suppose we should put a little tiny mission in for the fact that Playhouse Disney is now Disney Junior, live on stage. And I don't mind... Uh, any of the current parents who use Disney Junior or Playhouse Disney, but I will always call it Playhouse Disney because that's what I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be hard to call it Disney Junior.
3: I totally agree, and then I believe at the end of 2012 um, SoapNet is moving to D- D- Disney Junior.
2: Oh, okay. The, Disney, well, you know, I would understand that because a lot... Well, for me, I can be home on the weekdays occasionally, and I... You know, I would like to see quote normal Disney programming. There are a couple Disney Channel shows that I do watch, even recently, even though the Disney Channel's quality has depleted. Um, But they're doing their own Playhouse Disney. uh, Probably would help parents who want that programming 24/7 for their children. So.
3: Right. I mean, I think it's gonna help and keep them away from such wonderful programming that we've known and loved on our current American TV. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're going to move on to Walt Disney World. And as we mentioned before, WDW 40th, which we've talked about. Yep. But what is Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom? It's like... very interesting.
0: It's like the impossible Experience at uh, Epcot. So now coming to the Magic Kingdom. is going to be Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, which you have, like, a trading card, and you go to, like, different spots, and you do different things.
3: Right, right, right. I've heard about this. Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very excited. I love the King Possible Adventure and I really think that um yeah, to bring it into other parts is good. Yep.
2: I wonder if they would ever do it with Animal Kingdom.
0: They were there was uh testing going out in Animal Kingdom doing something like that.
2: That might be a perfect fit for Avatar.
3: Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Is Avatar Avatar is yet to be seen what they're gonna do with it yet. Yeah. We'll know more within the next few months. But It's gonna be you know it's gonna be a lot of there's a lot of potential in animal kingdom not to say animal kingdom isn't great but there's a lot of potential that disney can bring other technologies into animal kingdom Mm
2: Mhm. yeah and as we discussed in they just the animals and nature and it basically being the ripoff of pocahontas as people call it, it i can't find a better fit than that
3: honestly as shocking as it was the announcement it's the perfect place for
2: it. And then, of course, they were mentioning that they were probably going to expand it not only to Animal Kingdom, but across the world. And I'm just kind of wondering where. I'm actually sort of scared to see what they're going to do. hmm I hope that they, as far as they have production for the next few Avatar films, because that was also announced that they were doing more films with Avatar, and then probably the hype being more so for the Disney's, you know, Avatar Land at the Animal Kingdom. Really... It, it, it was an international film, as much as we like to think that it was more of an American film. It was international in its popularity, but I don't really think that with, well, we got Paris, China, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Tokyo. I, I don't know that it would really fit anywhere else.
3: I mean, I, I think that's just one of the things where we'll have to wait and see.
0: And talking about expansions, uh, in Fantasyland expansion, Mickey's Tomb Town Fair closing this past year, which was a sad but it's a growth to uh, the Storybook Circus area.
2: Is that the only... I I mean, I I know that Toontown Fair was probably pretty big. Is it only going to be for the Dumbo area?
0: It's going to be the Dumbo area and uh, the Great Goofy.
2: Goofy. Ah, okay. So that's almost, I hate to say it, but almost all that you're getting out of closing that entire area.
0: Yeah. And the railroad station looks pretty nice since they've been putting up and it looks like it's almost finished the uh, railroad station for the new Fantasyland, or right. uh, Star Wars Circus.
3: I mean, I have to say, the only thing really sad—not to say that, you know—the only thing really sad about Mickey's Toontown Fair was that section of the park has been there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Mickey's Birthday Land, and then it, it changed over to Mickey's Toontown Fair later on down the line. But other than that, was there really anything back there?
0: There was just Woodlands until uh, Mickey's
3: Birthday Land came in. I mean, I know there's Mickey's... I mean, I know, you know, now you can't see Mickey's house or Minnie's house, but...
2: Not at least at Disney World, no.
3: At least not at Disney World, right. So, I mean, at least what they're going to bring in sounds very good. You know, yes, we're only getting an extra Dumbo, which I still am not too such a big fan of, but... Um, it's... It's, you know, I guess nice. It's a sad moment, closing the chapter in that part of Disney World's history, but... You know, it's time for bigger and better things. Sure.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and as much as we, probably all three of us, agree that Dumbo is not the biggest thing on our list, as far as children are concerned, that is THE ride of
3: Disney. Oh no, I totally agree, but that's why I'm kind of upset they're putting two Dumbo's.
2: I believe it's for capacity. What's going to go into the old Dumbo Dumbo space, do we know?
3: Just an open area. Yeah, so I think it is just for capacity reasons.
2: Wow, open area. Isn't that Dumbo pretty large?
0: Yeah, it is. But uh, the new attractions are going to need that area.
2: True. Very true. But, you know, I will reserve judgment until we see it in all fruition. But I-, I don't know. As far as, you know, the children are concerned, I mean, it it will be good for them to have an extra demo because I know that line could probably get pretty long. Mm-hmm. Um. But with that, they're also closing Snow White's Scary Adventures to make warm for not only Snow White's dwarf mine train but also a princess fantasy fair meet and greet i believe
3: mm-hmm. and as i said earlier i mean when i was in disney world i didn't even realize that snow like scary adventure existed
2: <laughs>
3: so I, I mean seven Dwarfs mine train it sounds great it does yeah, it, it sounds a lot of fun and i think that we you know it's gonna be very interesting if it's anything like these wild mouse fries that you see at other various theme parks around the country that's gonna be Mhm.
0: Awesome. i think it's be Different than the wild mouse rides, the Seven my train is gonna be. It's gonna be looking like something like Big Thunder Mountain, but the the train moves back and forth. It's very highly enhanced, and it's something new that anything park is gonna have at the time. Yeah,
3: that's gonna be cool,
2: and I'm excited for that. And as far as as far as Snow White goes, um, I don't exactly remember the similarities or differences. I wish I could get over there before it did close. I, do we have a closing date for that? Or is it already closed?
0: It's, it's not closed yet. There's speculation that it might be closing in February.
2: I would miss that then, too. Ah, that's sad. Because, um, at least as far as Disneyland, uh, the Snow White uh, scary adventure is a little more iconic because they have this. we have the evil queen overlooking the fantasy square, basically.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: About every 20 seconds or so.
3: Okay, hey, at least you guys have um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mm-hmm.
2: We do have that. And we also have. Not besides Mr. Toad, we also have the Finding Nemo submarines. Mm-hmm. Which... Right.
3: which is something that is possibly. is possibly, I think they did a phenomenal job with it. What we did skip very quickly, um, the Fantasyland expansion, also back to that, is the tearing down of the Fantasyland Skyway Station. Yep. Or also known as the Bathroom Building.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: It's finally gone, and I don't miss it. I don't know about
2: you guys. No. I didn't ever see it when I was there, so I have nothing to miss.
3: Exactly. There's
0: now a new pathway to the Haunted Mansion.
2: Woo-hoo. Woot! Must see.
0: I still don't know how they're going to do it, but it looks very cool how they're making that pathway happen.
2: Anything with the Haunted Mansion, I'm for. I'm with it. I'm good. <laughs>
0: I'd
3: rather that
0: than a bathroom building. But okay. Yep. <laughs> but they are moving the bathrooms over there. That's, the bathrooms were uh, where Peter Pan's queue is going to be placed. And the bathrooms where Peter Pan's queue is going to be placed going to be placed over there. So, ask me a bathroom area about it. It's going to be a pathway to the haunted mansion and to the bathrooms. That sounds fine.
3: That yeah. sounds to me. It's better than a <laughs> building that literally does nothing. Mm-hmm.
2: That would be hilarious. You have a split way. This way, bathrooms. This way, the haunted mansion. It's like, hmm. I think I'll go right before I go left. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I agree. Alrighty, what's left in Venice
0: Land? What is a great this year? As Phoenix game is taking over, or is already taking over the uh, Mickey? Uh, Goofy's Barnstormer, which was where uh, Wiseacre Farm used to be, and then Goofy is taking that place, or Goofy's taking that place. So
3: is it the same
2: thing?
0: It's not... the same thing, but a different theme.
2: It's basically what they did at the on Madness over in DCA. Yep.
3: Cool. So, moving right along, then we hit
0: Town Square. Exhibition Hall is now the Town Square Theater, where you can meet uh, Mickey and Minnie, and you can have Fast Pass times where you can meet Mickey and Minnie. This is a new uh, thing that they are doing with the Fast Pass for mini characters.
2: So it's the classic, I think, the Fab Five. No, uh, or is it just Mickey and
0: Minnie? Mickey and Minnie in uh, a uh, Magic Studio.
3: Uh, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting concept of what fast pass the characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you don't have to wait forty hours just to see one princess or to see yeah. Mickey. It's, uh... I'd say, it really is. I mean, I guess I, I guess this experience is interesting because you know I never really thought of fast pass for characters, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: if it works, it works.
0: Well, the new new fast passes is uh, interventions where they have those of uh, five characters. Awesome. That's one of the longest lines in meeting any character.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it, lists, if it takes a Fast Pass to meet your, the Fab Five, you might as well take a Fast Pass.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
3: I'd rather wait 20 minutes than wait four hours.
2: Yep. Yeah, it seems that they're integrating the Fast Pass not only for attractions but for shows and now characters, and it seems that they're just making it something almost universal.
3: Mhm. Which I think is great. Uh, they just need to bring it to the mo space which I think would be phenomenal if Disney brought it. Because I know they released the app for Verizon customers, but if Disney brought the fact that you can get a Fast Pass like on your smartphone, I think that'd be the coolest thing ever.
0: And they did release that uh, Disney Parks Mobile on uh, the iPhone and Android.
3: I don't believe that you can sign up for Fast Passes.
0: Uh, not yet, but they're probably going to be working on it sometime soon where you can get advanced Fast Passes, sticking in like six months ahead of time.
2: Holy cow.
3: See that, see that is where I draw the line. That I don't think is good. but uh, I, I, that's where I draw the line only because I feel like then a, how the heck are you supposed to know where you're gonna be at that exact time?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: B, you're taking away from other people
1: mm-hmm.
3: maybe locals who come to the park and want fast pass. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of if you're gonna do something where you can book it six months in advance or something like that, you know that's it's just not a dinner reservation. You know, Disney's no. really Disney's really gonna have to work that out of how if they're gonna do it. You know, and as I said, this is all just rumors and out in the air. But if Disney's gonna do something like that, you really are gonna have to figure out, okay, how many are you gonna let go into the mobile space, and how many are you gonna let actually be in the park? Mm-hmm.
2: Because isn't the whole draw for Fast Pass the fact that you're actually there and wanting yep. the Fast Pass? And if mm-hmm. you're gonna do it for smartphones, that's people, that's anywhere. Correct. And how do you limit the people who are actually at the park from the people who aren't? I
3: totally, I totally agree.
0: They can probably have a GPS where they know where you're in the park. Like, if you're on, like, Epcot, you can only get Epcot fast FastPass ticketing, or if you're in Magic Kingdom, you only get Magic Kingdom ticketing.
3: Well, what right. about a QR scanner? See, that's what I was thinking, too, is something yeah. like that, where the FastPass ticket would probably be a QR code. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, yeah, that would, you'd have to stop and get it.
3: Right, but I mean, that also limit. I mean, I think what Mark has is the right idea, where you know, it's your phone is GPS-enabled, but then again, you also limit yourself to the amount of people with smartphones. Now, that's not to say smartphones aren't popular at this point because, you know, this is 2011, soon to be 2012. Trust me, they are very popular. But you do limit yourself. I mean, it's not limiting yourself. You're limiting the amount of people who can access the service.
2: Because there are some people who just don't want to. they just, you know, updating or whatever. Senior citizens or, you know, younger people who just don't have one.
3: Correct. So that's where I think Disney needs to work out if they're going to do it you know, I think that's where Disney needs to work out, um, aligning the tickets, so, okay, you have a smartphone, great, you can only get fast fast tickets, you know, the same rules that apply, mm-hmm. you can only get a, but there are only a certain number allowed for actual on the phone, mm-hmm. like, a, on a smartphone, and then a certain number allowed for, and a certain number for just actual physical tickets.
2: Yep. Because mm-hmm, then they would have to also, you have this fast pass on your phone, and then you want to go and get another fast mm-hmm. pass with your Park ticket. That will also be something that would yeah. become like right. a major headache.
3: Right, and that's where I think they'd have to link a whole bunch of things. And mm-hmm. they, they would, if Disney is smart enough, they'll figure it out eventually.
2: I mean, if they do the fingerprints for the people going in and out of Magic Kingdom, I think that's what it is right now.
3: Mm-hmm. I think something like that would start happening. But then again, you need phones that actually would really be able to scan your fingerprints. Mm-hmm. If they do, it, if they honestly, if they were to do it, they'd probably set it up where they'd link it to your ticket some
2: magical way. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Magic. Like screen your phone, your card into
3: your phone or like if you know that you're at the park I mean I don't know was saying for someone who's on vacation I don't know how that heck it would work for locals but if you're at if you're at the park on vacation you would put it get like your key to the your key to the world card how that has mm-hmm. a number on it you take that number and you can also set up like a small like password or whatever mm-hmm. and then that links to a major Disney database somewhere and that's linked to the phone app and then blah 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 somehow it's all linked together and
2: well if you're local just do that with the annual pass
3: QR, right,
0: many QR codes on each uh, passes.
3: See, that's what I was thinking when you said QR codes. Where if you're doing, um, is now they Disney brings the Fast Pass into the, I guess, 20. I mean, not to say Fast Pass isn't a great invention, but they bring it into the new technology space where it's now QR codes. Mm-hmm. So instead okay. of actually handing, so when it prints out a Fast Pass ticket, or on your phone even if it gives you a Fast Pass ticket, it would be a QR code. So the cast member at the uh, entrance to the Fast Pass would just have to scan the QR code. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But, as I said, that's to be seen. I mean, we were lucky enough, we got, um, mod, which I think is great, is they were starting to test up um, RFID entrance tickets into Epcot,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised it took them this long to do. it. Yes, I know, I believe on one of my past podcasts, we discussed RFID. Yep. But it's expensive, we know, and the technology still all isn't there yet, but listen... On. It's getting there, and I think it's great that Disney's starting to embrace it, and maybe annual pass holders will finally not just get a piece of paper, they'll actually get a QR code, uh, not a QR code, a RFID ticket. hmm And that will be their ticket.
2: Something more substantial. Yeah,
3: and even if it starts out small with just the annual pass holders, you can slowly build it. hmm
2: Well, with the premium passes that they're doing at both parks, I mean, even then, you can expand to that one and that, oof.
3: Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of room to grow with the, um, the R- R- RFIDs.
2: Just everything in general. But back to our list, there was a death at the Animal Kingdom attraction, Mark. Can you give us more information on that?
0: Yep, yeah, there was a death at Primeval World uh, with a cast member that was working on the attraction to have a refurb, but he passed away with a... Uh, hitting his head on one of the
1: beams.
2: So, in total, I don't think there are that many, but... Are the deaths becoming more common, or is it just that we have the information? We have the social media now that we are hearing more about it.
0: uh, We're hearing it through social media, so it's not common. But luckily, this past year was not that many deaths in the Disney uh, Disney Parks,
2: and that's good, Mm -hmm. obviously. And Um, I might complain about the uh, safety precautions that have been installed with the Owls in Wonderland, but if it does save somebody or help at all, I'm not against that at all. Uh, If you can look it up, I don't believe that we have this included here. If we do, I'm sorry, I'm already bringing it up. But we have extra railings on top of the railings over at the Golden Horseshoe Review in Disneyland, which personally is a bit of an overkill because the railings currently were at least three to four feet high, for any kids or, you know, someone who isn't looking to, you know, to tip over it would be kind of hard to but they have put a foot above that another railing um, everywhere, whether it be on the staircase or on the balconies or anywhere. And I do think that's a bit of an overkill. But like I said, if it helps prevent accidents from happening, then I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But then there's a few things that are just a little overkill in my mind. I agree, but safety but honestly, if it saves a life, I'm all for it.
0: hmm Agreed. Moving on to something else, uh, Downtown Disney, the AMC Dinah Theater has come into the AMC theaters, which is very unique and it offers you a uh, dinner or lunch or breakfast at any of time at any movies that you want
3: to watch. I don't know about you, but I want this at my movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> it is so
2: cool. How does it work? Do you order the food and then they pick it in before the thea- the movie starts, or are they dining and serving you as the movie's going?
0: That, uh they dine you as the movie's going.
3: Yes, I think it's I think it's very similar to literally a drive-in. Mm-hmm.
2: That is confusing. Because when I go to a movie theater, I get my popcorn, I have my hot dog, I have whatever, and I sit and I watch. Mm-hmm. And I know that with the AMC theater with the dining, they have a, obviously spread like a restaurant, but. That to me would just be thoroughly confusing.
3: I, mean, I understand what you're saying is confusing, but it brings back the classic dining experience. Yep. hmm that's cool. I mean, something better than that.
0: And More of the AMC theaters are getting this, so it's not only down to Digi's yet. Yeah, it's getting it more of the AMC theaters are getting it. So, I
3: mean, I doubt my local AMC theater is gonna get it because you know whatever. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think I think I think it, I think it really is a great idea because I think AMC has woken up and said... You know, they've woken up and they're starting to bring back classic American di- uh, drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Even though you're actually not bringing your car into mm-hmm. the theater. Not you awesome. know, you have, the, I guess, atmosphere. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Definitely. My only... Uh, and leave it to me to bring this kind of stuff up. Um, the servers, obviously, either they have to have seen the movie already, or they just have to not care to stop and want to watch the movie as they're serving you. But I could not imagine trying to see... Uh, a horror flick of sorts and getting served, say, steak for dinner
3: (laughs) it would be interesting, I have to say
2: or, well, because I'm a big scaredy cat and I wouldn't want to one of the servers being against serving at a certain movie because they are against it in some respect, just little tiny tidbits that I probably should keep to myself, but random as much as it is
0: Thing in downtown Disney, we have the new Lego store which was enlarged and has many uh characters including Buzz Lightyear and uh Toy uh, Woody in Lego form and Disney Park fans in Lego form, which is funny. Um,
3: I haven't seen this, I'm jealous because I mean, in, in at least here in New York, um, if you go to um, or for anybody who's been to New York City itself, if you go to um, 30 Rockefeller Center and you go to the Lego store there, they have the same dragon that they have down in downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want, I think, I, honestly, I think anything that out of Lego was phenomenal.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I kind of am jealous.
0: And going off uh, Disney for a minute, is that Legoland in Florida opened.
2: Yeah, it did. And I've heard that they've even been reaching capacity with the holiday season in full swing.
3: Again, I'm jealous. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I love Lego so much.
2: Well, come down to Florida and you can live your dream at Legoland. I don't even remember how far away that is from Disney World. I, don't, I heard it's not too far. Okay. Say, yeah, I don't think it's
3: that far. I think it's like the same distance as Universal or something. But... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, there's your for non-Disney theme park. But uh, let's mm-hmm. see. We can skip over Splash Mountain and Tram Safety Equipment. I think we can. I mean, they Trams. What happened to Splash
0: Mountain? The Splash Mountain now has lap bars.
3: Ah.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. Safety Ah. Really? Yep. Not Disneyland. in Disneyland yet. Not in Disneyland yet.
2: No, it's not in Disneyland. That's why I'm like, really? Disney-? If it, like I said, if it helps, you know, safety, that's great. But as far as all the other, everything in that, I, I, I'm going to hold judgment until I actually ride that. But I know that they're doing that with the Matterhorn, but the Matterhorn is needed.
3: Matterhorn's a roller coaster.
2: <laughs> it's awesome, yes, but... It's also a very bumpy and hard ride and they're trying to make it a little tiny better.
3: Oh I agree. Listen, anything anything in the name of safety.
2: But uh, let's see we have Adventureland Bridge redone.
0: Now it's flat and no more hump in the bridge. Which you now you can see through uh, you can see over the you can see through the bridge or since there's no hump in the bridge, you now can see from Adventureland into the Cinderella area. Cinderella castle area, so
2: how big was the hump?
0: was pretty big where uh, you have to go like probably like three feet
2: okay so it wasn't just a little beep it was like a moo. yep Weird. oh wow all right that's cool there you go, go and stuff. speaking of pixie hollow which we've talked about before obviously we have they have something new in epcot
0: yep they had the pixie hollow garden which is now where um where's adventure uh intervention is and they were there from the Flower Garden Festival, and now they're back into the Adventureland Veranda in Magic Kingdom. Now huh. so they switch spots. Interesting.
2: So now they're not only in the Magic Kingdom, they're now everywhere, international.
3: They're not in Epcot anymore, so. Oh, they switch because yep. of Pixie Hollow in uh, Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, and that is a uh, an Adventureland or Frontierland.
0: Adventureland, uh, Veranda, which is in Adventureland so.
2: Yeah. Okay, I was I was off. I thought something around those lines, but a canceled great,
0: canceled
3: Splitsville. What is
2: that?
0: Splitsville is now turning into a where Virgin Megastore was. Splitsville is going to be a bowling alley slash attraction
3: zone. Oh, this is down in downtown Disney. Yep. Ah. Uh...
2: Yes, Splitsville to my knowledge, they have casual dining until or just casual in general until a certain hour and then about I think after six, seven, maybe even as late as eight PM, they go from casual to more semi formal and they won't accept you in if you're in casual gear. That's other split bills that I've heard about. I'm not too sure if how they're gonna interact you know, interpret that or incorporate it into downtown Disney since it is a theme park and casual clothing is the way to go unless you want to you know go to somewhere for dinner but yeah that, that'll be interesting to see what they do
3: mm-hmm. i've never heard of splitsville so i can't say anything
0: i've only heard of splitsville because of the it going into the Mega store. which is sad that the hyperion wharf is canceled because it's mostly dead in uh, pleasure island right now
2: yeah i remember going through pleasure island towards the Circus soleil um, show, mm-hmm. and I have no idea how that affects it now because I know you can still see Circus Soleil, but
0: yep, you can still walk to Pleasure Island, but it's
3: mostly dead. Pleasure Island isn't very pleasurable anymore. Anyway. Moving on to Phineas and Ferb meet and greet, which I have to say I love because you know who doesn't love Phineas and Ferb? Mm-hmm.
2: I have not met anyone who doesn't like them yet, and I pray I never do.
3: Exactly. So Phineas and Ferb meet and greet, okay, in my book.
2: And, it, it, I don't know, they they seem to be going everywhere with Phineas and Fire, but it seems to be the new, like, the biggest hit so far out of Disney Channel since I don't remember. Maybe Lizzie McGuire.
3: And listen, I'll take it, because it's not, you know, it's not a bad animated TV show. It's a good, it appeals to a lot of, you know, it's one of these TV shows where I think, you know, it appeals to kids, but also appeals to parents who watch it,
2: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just one demographic that they're hitting, they're hitting almost every single one on a certain level, which is fantastic.
3: Most parents right, enjoy mean, and Ferb. Right, I mean, I believe one of the writers on *Finishing and Ferb was one of the former writers on Family Guy. I mean, yes, you don't get all the dirty Family Guy yeah. humor, but you get at least some of the same, you know, you it, the person thinks along the
2: lines of... The same style of humor, whether it not be adult.
3: Yeah, just toned down tremendously. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, obviously, it's we're very happy about that, but we also had... Is, Besides the expo, we also had the Destination D, Walt Disney World 40th, which was May 13th and 14th of this year.
1: Yep,
0: and they didn't announce anything new, but there was uh, conversations with the Imagineering, Bob Gurr, more of the uh, people that worked in the Magic Kingdom in enhancing it and even building the Magic Kingdom.
3: Pretty, pretty cool, I have to say.
0: And They did uh, bring over the scavenger hunt from Disneyland.
3: Desti- Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Destination D was only if you were a D23 member,
2: yes or no? Uh,
0: Destination D was D23, and I think some portion of it could have been anyone.
2: I think you had to pay a significant amount if you were a D23 member. Yep. Remember? I believe.
0: But this filled up more than uh, D23 X well. It's interesting. Listen, Destination D, I have to
2: say,
3: you know, for... And I think that goes back to why what we were saying before, where um, Disney didn't do a lot for WDW's 40th, is I think this was their big thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, let's see. We went over Mickey Mini Meet in Town Square Theater. What that? When was there a power outage in the Magic Kingdom?
0: Back in February of 2011.
2: Sure, there
1: was.
0: Yep. And many of the attractions went down and where they had to be rebooted up.
2: Oh, that was. Ages and ages and ages ago, I remember Twitter just blew up about it. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: even remember about that. Wow. Grad nights at Walt Disney World is no longer, and me and Mark are probably angry because us being 2012 graduates, we can't have grad nights at Walt Disney World.
2: Oh no! It sucks. It really does. Yeah. So are they just gone completely from Disney, or did they do them at Disneyland now, or?
3: They still do at Disneyland still at Disneyland, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not
2: flying all across the country. So Fly, do it, do it, do it, do
3: it. I mean, I love Disneyland. Don't get me wrong.
2: Especially still. you, Mark, since you've never been before.
0: I would like to see during when there's no kids, no one my age around.
2: Very true. Oh. Very, very yeah. true. I can't mock you for that one. Mhm. It's a totally different experience, but I still would have liked to
3: do it. Yeah.
2: And also something that we tiny bit covered on is the fact that the Haunted Mansion has a brand new queue.
0: And it's interactive.
2: It is I think still.
0: Yep, it's still interactive.
2: Is it still working after I don't I have touched it?
0: The talkative woman. Uh Kira might know stuff about this, but she still no longer works.
2: Oh, good lord. There was a woman who would be tongue-tied. She couldn't finish her phrase. So her, I guess, what she did was she would have a page. She would tell you what she would want to say. She would give you a couple words that she was thinking about, and you would have to tell her what word you were thinking about using to finish her phrase. But my thought on that was that so many people were talking in the background as you were trying to tell her what you thought she was supposed to finish it and fill it in with that, uh, the technology kind of got a little haywire after a while. Mm-hmm. That's that's my hypothesis on that one, but I am sad that it's not working yet, but hopefully sometime soon it will be.
3: Listen, I'm all for interactive cues. Ever since I saw the interactive queue they did in Soarin' a couple of years ago, I'm all for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Especially on a ride like The Haunted Mansion, too. Mm-hmm.
2: And there were a lot of people, uh, including myself, who were a little skeptical and a little worried about them adding new characters to The Haunted Mansion because it is such an iconic attraction and when they originally had the hitchhiking ghosts behind a screen and then they had the cgi hitchhiking ghosts there was an uproar an absolute what are you doing they're just so disappointed so upset and then to see the technology that they have with the heads being switched and then they're not just being stationary and sitting with you i hope it comes out to disneyland sometime soon because that is just fantastic
3: it's a really cool technology that they did
0: that is a fun, a fun attraction to see the them switching the heads.
3: The switching the heads is really, really
2: cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I do not know how they do it, but whatever they do, they do it good. magic? Yep. Of course it is. And so we also have the Jeweled Dragon Acrobats replace mm-hmm. the Dragon Legend Acrobats over at the Japanese Pavilion, I believe.
0: on uh, the Chinese Pavilion.
2: Oh, wrong, yep. wrong, wrong. I always... I always mix them up, and I apologize greatly because they are two completely different cultures, and they're both fabulous in their own respects, but my American little mind cannot comprehend.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, moving on. New bus parking zones at the Magic Kingdom, which is very unique since they've only had the monorail going going from Epcot to the Magic Kingdom. Now they have buses going from, not to the Transportation Ticket Center, but from Epcot to the Magic Kingdom and back. Wow.
2: So you can just go one place and not have to do two.
0: Yep. And they also have a bus from Transportation Chicken Center to the uh, Magic Kingdom.
2: Yay,
3: convenience.
0: Mm -hmm. No more waiting for the monorail and no more waiting for the ferries. Even if during the crowded periods where you have to wait for like three monorails to come or three
3: boats to come.
2: Because they just get packed, don't they? They get packed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ouch.
3: I'm sorry, but I love the monorail. I love
2: it. I would wait. I would wait.
3: I really would.
2: So, what is this? A new single menu at Sci-Fi Dining and 50 Primetime?
0: They've both had uh, the two different menus for uh, lunch and dinner, but they've now combined the, the lunch and dinner menu into one single menu. So, for lunch, you're gonna have the same thing as dinner.
2: So, do the Sci-Fi Dining and now Prime time 50 Prime Time, do they have the same menu?
0: Uh, different menus, but they they have different menus, but they're all but they're similar. And they have for lunch and dinner they are the same, but mm-hmm. different between both the sci-fi dining and fifty time. Did yeah. they? um,
3: I'm sorry. Did they eliminate breakfast?
0: They both. I think fifty time did still have breakfast, but sci-fi dining never ha- did have breakfast. All
2: right. I would think it would be a little bit weird to go to the sci-fi dining and I want a breakfast, <laughs> and you're supposed to be at night
0: mm-hmm.
2: watching sci-fi horror flicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And continuing on Fastpass, but now they have Fastpass for Festival of the Lion King, which they've been going through test periods back in 2011. Which now f- they have a cluttered point in the Festival of the Lion King where you can see if you have a Fastpass.
3: So this is going back to what we said before with. um...
0: The Celebrate Dream Come True with Fastpass. Yeah. Yep.
3: It's Fast... a, this is an actual show, so this is similar, I guess, then to. Well, um... the color. Well, the color. Yep. This I think works. Mm -hmm. As I said, I didn't think it would work at um for the parades and the shows. Yeah, this is not. I really don't think this works with the shows. I really don't. This works. Mm -hmm. Not with the shows, with the parades. Yeah, this works though. I have to say.
2: It definitely does. It really does. Mm -hmm. Makes it a lot more convenient.
3: Yeah, I have to say because you know, as we said, Disney parks get you know when they get up to capacity, it's almost impossible. You know, and it's not to say that, you know, you're always gonna see everything that the parks have to offer. I mean that's why we always go back. But is there's it just adds somewhat of a easier convenience to the park guests, you know, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, and speaking of convenience, we have a new tip board at Epcot. Yep.
0: And it's now interactive with Twitter, which is very unique but can be somewhat Bad because if something slips onto the tip board, which me, Kira, and Mark have probably seen, you wouldn't want that showing up in a theme park with kids or with parents. Uh,
3: so I, I know, I, I know. You know, has Disney? I know The internet is obviously uncensored, mm-hmm. and but has Disney started to filter any of these tweets? Do we know? Are they going to filter any of these tweets, or what's the story here?
0: I'm hoping that Disney is, but I don't know. i've never seen it i've only seen it in photos but i think they are censoring it because you have to use a hashtag for like uh food and wine festival they had it for and they had a food and wine hashtag Right.
2: yeah and it is disney and they do know its families are around and anything that they do with the internet they know that they have to be careful i mean with their youtube videos i believe you have to wait until your comment is approved before they go on and I think they would do something, especially since it's inside the park and it does represent them.
3: Right, and I I know at least on the official Disney Parks blog that you have to wait for your comment to be approved. Mm hmm So I think that, yeah, I mean, I'm all... Listen, interactive, especially with the new technology that we have with Twitter and stuff. I'm all for it. I think it's one of the coolest things. But as I said, Disney just needs to be careful with it. Mm hmm You never know what's going to slip through.
2: I mean, good Lord, could we ever think of what would happen if Disney got hacked? Not even just with their you know, the tip board here, but their Facebook or their YouTube or something. Yep,
3: yeah. I know, it's scary. Mm-hmm.
2: And something a little sad that all three of us agree uh, about is the meet and greets with Jiminy Cricket are no longer available at Disney's Animal Kingdom and have been replaced by the Up characters.
3: Why? Why? What, what, what is Up doing in Animal Kingdom? I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Adventure is out there. And I think the main thing that they have with the Animal Kingdom is the fact that Russell and Carl, um, they're going on a, this great big adventure, and Animal Kingdom has that. It's almost the same, almost the same debate. It seems, in a way, like they would with Avatar. Um, they're both pretty much in the jungle, in the wild, having an adventure, basically. I believe.
3: All right, so Hunter is out there. See the Hollywood Studios. Why would you get an iconic character like Jiminy
2: Cricket? Come on. Well, Jiminy Cricket, I think, would be better at Fantasyland, to be completely honest. And so I would be loving to see if he would go and have a meet-and-greet over there. Whether or not it would be his own meet-and-greet, just a meet-and-greet with Jiminy Cricket, you know, even if it's alongside another character, it doesn't matter. But I think Fantasyland might work a little better.
0: This was the only, the only uh, meet-and-greet for Jiminy Cricket. They don't have him anywhere else in the parks. That's
3: oh, yeah. Well, I'm really because
2: I love I'm sorry. Oh, I love him too, just as much, but I believe that maybe Fantasyland would work a little better, especially since Pinocchio is the film that he's from. And when you wish upon a star, you think about that and you think about the castle. Really. Right.
0: So Now, moving on Kiyokotori House refurbishment. Uh, this was refurbished back in this past summer to have new foods. It's now more open. It's not crowded anymore, but. It's still a uh, good eatery to eat at, and it's still a uh, quick service dine in uh, the Japan Pavilion.
2: Oh wow. Th- this is not, or is this the where they cook in front of you? or?
0: This is not. Uh, that's another eatery in Japan.
2: Okay. I was just double checking on that one, because I I would love to go and see that.
0: The House still does have uh, unique food to Japan.
2: Yay! As, they, as well they should?
1: Mhm
0: moving on to Wide World of Sports expanding they're now going to add playing fields upgraded lighting, video displays and the audio system with new 25 more acres of Wide World of Sports which is very unique and maybe we'll be getting other sports teams playing at um, Wide World of Sports not uh, Georgia's Atlanta Brave Honestly I think it's pretty cool
3: though mm-hmm. that, uh, it's a nice upgrade because I, I, mean, I think that place needed it a little bit and, you know, sports technology has come a long way, and this the fan experience has come a long way. So it's nice to see that Disney's at least giving some uh, TLC to um, Worldwide of Sports.
2: Yeah. I mean, along with that, now they're going to be streaming the Super Bowl live on NFL.com starting this next year, so it's definitely something that they should be looking... Maybe they'll stream it at the Wide of Sports.
3: hmm okay, there you go. So it's all this new technology that they now have. Mm-hmm. And
0: another news story from 2011 is that Disney's Hollow Studios and Epcot's Vice President Switch. Now Dan Cockerell is Vice President of Disney's Hollow Studios and Relis was vice. is now Vice President of Epcot.
2: Wasn't there another Switch with someone overseeing all of the Disney parks?
0: Um, Al Weiss, which he retired back this past year, was the uh, head of the Wide World of looking over the whole Walt Disney and Disneyland and overseas parks. And now Megan Crofton is the head of that and is the head of the Walt Disney World Resort president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are definitely
2: some
3: shake up shit going on at Disney.
2: Mm-hmm. And this isn't new. This has been happening for the past couple of years, hasn't it? Yep. So a lot of changes coming. And, um, at least personally, I'm not too sure that, um, it's such a good thing to have one head haunch look over all the Disney parks. hmm. To be completely honest, I do think that, um, you should have someone who can like govern to like, look over it but have presidents and VPs in every single park do what's best for that park, especially mm-hmm. in Tokyo or Paris where they have their own different set of culture. And we, as Americans, you know, we might not understand every single thing that they might want to do or expand or make better.
3: Mm-hmm. That's what I originally thought that Disney had to set it up like that I was actually sort of surprised that that's not the case or some of mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I, I just I do worry because I know that um, I've heard that there are issues with Disneyland Paris that it would be great for an American like you know our parks maybe they're cleaner or with Tokyo Disneyland we can learn something from them as far as their hospitality but I think that each should probably look over their own and have someone maybe do maybe a suggestion, like a guiding hand. Like you said, Mark, I'm surprised that they didn't have that already set up.
0: I'm sorry to say this, but I don't know why, but since Meg Crofton was a head honcho of Walter's Disney World, things have been falling apart, sadly. But I don't know if it's her or someone else in the operations.
2: Is it something in particular, or?
0: Uh, like, um, Muppets in Disney's Hollow Studios falling apart, the Spaceship Earth attraction okay. not yeah. having an ending. What happened with Muppets? Uh, the finish chef is not working anymore. There's a box covering that area. The pe- uh, penguins are not going up anymore. Really? Yep.
2: I've heard that Slash Mountain is also in need of a big refurb.
0: Yep, most of that, those animatronics aren't working, sadly.
3: Wow, so there's definitely a lot of uh, improvement things to happen in Disney mm-hmm. World. I'm actually so surprised.
2: Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's very sad. I mean, we, as Disney fans, absolutely love the parks, and we want to see them in the best condition. And we might nitpick, but... You know, we still love to go and see the parks. We're not going to stop going because of any of this. We just, we would like to see it kept to the standards that we're used to.
3: Yeah, I mean, you always want to see, you know, for the money that you're spending, you always want to see this stuff in the great condition. That's really anywhere. hmm Not only with Disney, but that's really, you know, in any situation. I'm not, I was actually surprised that you just told
2: me that one. Yep. But on a good note... Um, Disney has made it available that there's complimentary Wi-Fi in moderate and deluxe hotels.
3: Finally! <laughs> I'm surprised on it. it took them this long. Disneyland already had it.
2: Yeah, we've been doing that for a long time now, and I'm glad that Walt Disney World finally jumped on that boat.
3: That's why I said I was surprised that it really took them this long, honestly. hmm What are they waiting for?
0: When will it be in the parks? That's the time I'm That's
3: waiting That's the next question, is when will it be in the parks? And as I said, going back to going back to what we've said before with the Fast Pass system, I think that could be an answer on how you can tell if someone's in the parks. is mm-hmm. if They have the Fast Pass. But hey, that's just the, um,
2: a thought. How would they contain it to simply the parks?
3: That's a whole bunch of questions. That,
2: who knows. Have some specific whatever that if you get at a certain range, then you can't do it. But as far as it, as Wi-Fi goes, aren't there still rides that you get? We just regular signal. Mm -hmm. So, I would be... I would wonder if they would have, like, free Wi-Fi in the general areas, but if you could still get it inside the attraction, or if the Wi-Fi would not be able to pass through the attraction.
3: But here's my other thing. Do you really want Wi-Fi in an attraction while you're enjoying, um...
2: Like, pirates or something?
0: Your stream. Your (laughs) stream. Do you
3: you really want that?
2: (laughs) There are some people uh, who would take full advantage of it, and like Mark said, do live streaming of attractions or something but until that technology really becomes better and the picture quality as you're moving becomes a lot better even in general with UStream stream or whatever it is pretty sad at the moment and so until they up the antics or make the wi-fi better or the video better i i don't see them actually doing that
3: right, right, right i mean it's just it's a thought for the future i think that's what it's coming down to Yep. It's definitely something that Disney is looking at. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's coming, whether you like it or not. Yeah. They do have some Wi-Fi, but you have to have, like, a password. It's not, like, a web uh, password or encryption.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can go to, like, a certain... It goes gives you a certain website, but you need, like, a password to enter that.
3: Oh, uh, like, cast member Wi-Fi?
0: Yep. Or you, you can ask, like, a cast member to give you a password.
2: Huh. That would be fairly... Ah, I would be worried.
0: <laughs> I'd be awkward saying, what's the password for this? Yeah,
2: could get your password. hmm I want to log on. I want to check my Facebook while I'm in Disneyland. You know, what surprises me is that, you know, this technology and age, you know, it's everywhere. That's great. But people want to do, like, Twitter or Facebook or everything while they're out in Disneyland or Disney World. And my thought is, Whatever happened to just enjoying where you are?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're on vacation. Come on. Like, turn off the cell phone. Or, or something. <laughs> or, like, Mark's pet peeve. Don't be taking pictures. Random oh, flashing my.
3: pictures. I had that on Starship Earth. That was the end of it. Huh.
2: That was on the Haunted Mansion. I was about to... <sighs> ah, not, not happy times. So, when you're at the Disney parks, yeah, you want to check in with... Uh, I don't know, those locating things, you know. Or
0: Square, Gawala, more. Or... What was
2: <laughs> And you can yes. get... Now Disney's teamed up with, I believe, someone on that, that you can get cool badges.
0: No, I don't even know if that's happening anymore. Because Goala... It, it wasn't Goala bought by Facebook? Yep, Goala bought by Facebook, so I don't know if there's badges anymore with that.
2: Okay, well, I used to see them, and they used to be kind of cool, but I'm like... No, I, I do... I... The only thing that I have ever really done with that is... I called someone from the, monor- the line of the Matterhorn. I'm at the Matterhorn! And that was about it. But just enjoy your vacation.
0: I'm addicted to, it, to Twitter in the parks, so though. I can't get off myself when I'm in the parks.
3: Alright, so guess what? We are done with our Disney
2: World expansions. Yay! Now, on well,
0: to... The- Disneyland Adventures. Oh, it's kinetic.
2: Um, so, Disneyland has seen massive, massive amounts of construction this year, not the least of which is the Disneyland Hotel construction itself, which entitles the leaving or the demolition of the famous waterfalls, and them having the new monorail pool, the new e-ticket pool, the new towers, whether it be, I don't know the difference, there's three towers, I don't know their names, but they also have a famous pi- new pirate suite um, different rooms come equipped with, with I think that's only one suite with pirates right now and I think there's gonna be another one with Disney princesses and Frontierland but the Pirates of the Caribbean suite I've heard is about a thousand a night oh it's 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 a lot <laughs> for a night um Also, Disneyland saw the Fantasy Fair experience, which is basically um, where the old stage used to be, right next to Toontown, and it's a small world. That's where you can now meet the princesses and do meet and greets. In the D23 uh, Expo, we saw a brand new unveiled Mickey and Walt statue, which is Walt and Pie-Eye Mickey, or the original Mickey, coming into California Adventure. And looking and I'm I'm so excited that you're gonna be able to see this statue on level ground it's not gonna be on a plat you know like the Disneyland one or the Disney World one where it's surrounded by flowers and up and away as a monument to him and he's he's on the ground with you he's gonna be hey look at what you know this is to see and you're gonna be looking down Disney's California Adventure Towards Disneyland, which I think is such a great, you know, some momentum to him, and the fact that he was once brand new to California. They didn't always have Disneyland. And what amazes me is there are people nowadays that think that Walt Disney was a was a fictitious gentleman that they made up for a company. Mm-hmm. That there's some kids who don't even think he's a real person anymore, which just really? oh, makes me so yeah. sad. <laughs> but also. With uh, California Adventure we have New uh, Paint scheme for California Screamin' And a new narration um, I believe it was done by a very famous Gentleman but I am drawing a blank Right now
0: <laughs> Patrick Harris or is now Patrick Harris no longer
2: Some Something Someone Very very famous nowadays that I just happen to not Be able to remember The Main Street uh, restaurants The Plaza Pavilion was replaced by The Jolly Holiday Cafe and The Carnation Carnation Cafe is going to be expanding. So what happened was the Plaza Pavilion has been closed and it's being renovated to the Jolly Holiday Cafe. And it's a Jolly Holiday with Mary. And you see a Mary Poppins weather rain there's just It's going to be amazing. But the reason they're doing the Jolly Holiday Cafe is so that they can close the Carnation Cafe, which is in the middle of Main Street. They're going to close one of the nearby shops and they're going to expand it, make it just huge because the Carnation Cafe as it is right now is fairly tiny and it's kind of just crammed into one of the side streets on Main Street and they're just trying to make it a lot bigger and a lot more enjoyable for people to actually go and sit down and eat because right now if you try to it's pretty much just packed to capacity every single time especially in the mornings there's absolutely nothing like eating on Main Street whether you be at Disney World or Disneyland eating on Main Street USA is a lot of fun. And I love it. (laughs) Also unveiled with Disney's California Adventure is the Pan Pacific Turnstiles. And that's basically... You take the entrance to Disney's Hollywood Studios and you slap it in front of what was California Adventure. I kind of don't like that because I wish it was more original to Mm -hmm. Disneyland, to Disney's California Adventure. But hopefully with the Carthay Circle Theater and... The facades of all the new shops. Maybe it'll work. I hope it does. I do miss the California letters. Because Mm -hmm. I thought they were nice. But hey, whatever happens, happens. Also in California Adventure is the Giordelli Chocolate Shop. Which will be replacing the Tortilla Factory. And that was over at the Pacific Wharf section of Disney's California Adventure. And um, the Tortilla Factory was fun. They had... Uh, it wasn't Whippy Goldberg, she was with the California Dream. But, someone. It was either Rosie O'Donnell, or Wait, somebody. Was that sour- wasn't that the sourdough thing? You see, they had a couple of those that I just keep getting confused with them, so they might, but I know...
3: I know there was something with Rosie O'Donnell and, um, Colin Mockery from Who's Lines it Anyway, but I don't know if there was-
2: Um, there was someone doing the tortilla, as well as doing the sourdough. So I just I don't remember who went where, but <laughs> it's somewhere over there. But cheer jelly chocolate. I'm a chocolatier. I love chocolate. You guys love chocolate. You guys not like chocolate? I'm sure
3: allergic or you're a dog.
2: Hmm. Mark, do you like chocolate? Yeah. And last but not least, as far as Disneyland's concerned, it's a small world holiday has new a brand new 14 foot snowman and new signage near the end. This is only for the holiday. Um overlay, uh, if you can see that, or the Haunted Mansion overlay, that's fantastic, but until next year, you probably won't be able to see it by the time this comes out, but um, from what I've seen in pictures, it's huge, and I would like to see that, it's kinda cool, but yeah, it seems that as much as we've been talking, that was it for Disneyland.
0: Uh, for Disneyland, I'm staying in Disneyland for just, um, two new stories, is that Mickey and Wall statue does have a name, and it's called Storytellers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for California, California Screaming, the narrator is now Neopaster Harris. Thank you. <laughs> and before that was uh, Dee Bradley Barker.
2: I- I liked the original a lot, because for me, it just got my adrenaline going, and I got very excited, but... The new one, you know, someone new, someone that everyone pretty much knows, basically, and it being fitting the theme a lot more, apparently, because originally it was just supposed to be the pier and the games, and now that it's, you know, starting with the Mickey's Fun Wheel and everything, and now Toy Story and Midway Mania and the different carnival games now having Disney characters, I think they wanted to match that a little better in there
0: did so they fix the loop since uh, Mickey's head is no longer there since there's now the sun loop uh, that's always
2: well it, as, far as my knowledge it was fixed, wasn't it? yeah what they did was they took off where the two ears were
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then
2: it's they have the Mickey fun wheel and I guess if you angle it right you can still have Mickey's head right there but I mm-hmm. do know that a lot of people would go onto the opposite side where World of Color is now and they would take pictures of people right between the Mickey ears so. but yeah they changed it before they um, converted the Sun wheel into Mickey's Sunmiil
1: yep
2: so yeah uh, a lot of changes with Disney's uh, what Disney California adventure I know I'm gonna keep getting that wrong and <laughs> Disneyland adventure yeah basically the construction adventure because we have the entrance to look forward to um, with the Carthay circle theater mm-hmm. what I'm gonna just continue with this for two seconds because I didn't mention this quite yet the Carthay Circle Theater is not going to be a theater. It's going to be a restaurant. And the first floor is supposed to be Disney's California Adventure's answer to Club 33. I believe it's going to be Club 1901, which is Walt Disney's birthday. And the fact that it's on the first floor, I don't know if I like that or not. Because the Club 33 being on the second floor, you can look over in New Orleans Square and it's awesome and it's kind of tucked away up away from everything. The fact that Disney is opening something so huge and it's right as you walk into Disney's California Adventure. It's something that you're going to see and the fact that there are going to be guests who are going to say, I want to eat here. Can I eat here? I'm sorry, that's $10,000 right up front and there's a wait list. Yeah, no. For me, I I have a bit of an issue with that. I don't know what they're going to do. Apparently, the second floor might be open or a restaurant up there, but I don't know. And also, they are changing. Club 33, you have a gold membership, a silver membership, or what is now called a platinum membership. Platinum means you can be a Club 33 member, and now you have access to the Carthay Theater uh, restaurant, Club 1901. So, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff on that. Um... I don't have the specifics, I know that they're changing a lot of that up, but more information will be coming out as soon as they start opening the Carthay Circle Theater. And that entrance, which is supposed to be, I believe May or June of 2012, and I really hope that they get the construction done by then. And also we have Cars Land to look forward to, which is also opening this summer, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So a lot to look forward to. Mhm.
3: So yeah, I think we finished, actually, at least in the U.S.
0: Now to the overseas resort is that something sad, and which is relatively awkward for 2011, since there have been many incidents with Mother Nature, is that in Tokyo Disneyland there was a major earthquake in Japan, which closed Tokyo Disneyland for two weeks.
2: Yeah, it did, and I believe we mentioned it last week as well Mm -hmm. um, in our review but the Japanese people were so admirable in the way that they handled it like I, like we've always said that they've been used to these earthquakes but the fact that it was of that magnitude and the power went out and just everyone coming together
1: mm-hmm.
2: and being so admirable and then them coming back in full force with their new phantasmic and that being such an extraordinary show just showing that they are still there. It's very admirable and so I give Tokyo Disney. Yep.
3: And yeah, I the people of Japan, I think, it was a really big moment because it's like it showed, you know, it gave basically, you know, as terrible as it was, the earthquake and the tsunami that followed, it really gave the reopening of Tokyo Disney Sea really gave um, the people of Japan something to look forward to again.
2: Yeah, and something for them to go to and have a bit of fun after the devastation that they've been going through. And I I do believe I said this last week, but I I really wish that we could see where they are now and how the plants are doing, because I have not heard word about that in the last couple months at all. Yeah. Unless you go out and purposefully look at it and search for it.
3: Right, which I still think is kind of sad, and I think that's where our media has headed with the fact that now you know such major events there's still people suffering in japan yeah there is but but whether or not you know you choose to believe it is it's still a major problem and you know it's sort of dropped out of the news and it's kind of sad it really is
2: and even here hitting home with the gulf and the oil spill i don't believe i've heard any word Mm -hmm. on that except now i'm seeing a commercial you know talking about the coast and how good tourism is and how it's being sponsored by BP. That is the only thing I'm currently hearing, is a very sunshiny look on the Gulf from BP. I'm
0: not hearing about Joplin, either. Uh, The major tornado and... uh...
3: Right. So, I mean, as I said, the world is hurting. And, you know, whether you choose to believe it or not, you know, it's still, we still gotta do our part to do something, you know? As I said, that's why, you know, believe it or not, it's sure Tokyo Disneyland, Tokyo Disney Sea is back open. These people in
2: Japan are still suffering mm. and even Haiti which I don't believe any of us have heard word from since the Olympics nope. they're still hurting there's still construction that hasn't taken place because the donation was for construction but the rubble from the earthquake is still there and so no one's been paid to move it and so no construction can happen mm-hmm. a lot of things to look back on and be thankful for for 2011 yep so in brighter sunshiny news, uh, Shanghai Disneyland was announced this year at the Expo, as we've mentioned before, and it will have a boat ride going through and under their fantasy land, which includes their castle, which is going to be called the Enchanted Storybook Castle, and it will have a Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique interactions, meet and greets, and more in a multi-level castle, and the, the images that they showed of what they're going to build were just magnificent is going to be the largest castle in any disney park Mm -hmm. and that excites me because you go from disneyland's castle sleeping beauty to looking at cinderella's castle now to looking at the enchanted storybook castle it's going to blow anyone's mind Mm -hmm.
3: it's really my mind look at look at the art for it it's blowing my mind the art is just wow
2: it's absolutely fantastic. And also in China, not Shanghai, but in Hong Kong, Toy Story Playland will be opening, or it has opened. Excuse it me.
0: hasn't opened, yep.
2: Yes, and what I was going to mention with Tokyo Disneyland is Tokyo Disney Sea will also be getting a Toy Story Midway Mania, to, uh, Toy Story Land, and the entrance to the Toy Story Midway Mania, and there is artwork of this if you want to go look, you will be entering the. Attraction via Woody's head. He's gonna be giant and smiling, and it's if you've seen Toy Story 2, it's basically that his toothless, the little game that you can play, and you can pop out his teeth.
3: Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Interesting. That's cool. Listen, it sounds amazing. It really does. Yeah.
2: Because we have Toy Story Midway Mania in Disneyland, technically California Adventure. We have uh, Land, Pixar Land, basically over in Walt Disney World. We have in Paris in their Disney Disney Studios. They have a Toy Story Land. Now it's going to be in Hong Kong, and now we're going to have it over in Tokyo Disney Sea. So, all the that have it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's nice to see Disney expanding. hmm Very. Just wonders what's next.
0: Exactly. I'm <laughs> getting out of the parks and into the movies. A movie that just came out in this past summer was Pirates of the Caribbean. On Stranger Tides
2: that movie rocked I loved it Mm -hmm. (laughs) besides Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides which I believe was the greatest film of Pirates out since the first one we also had Cars 2 which has mixed reviews I have never seen it I have heard that it's good I have heard that it's the worst Pixar film out so it's up to you with your final decision I heard that both Mark and Mark have their opinions
3: I personally didn't see what was so terrible about the movie. I thought, honestly, I thought it was really okay. Honestly, I, I thought, you know, now is it up to, Pixar's, ten other films that they've done, right? Ten. I no. believe so. So is it up you now? Is it up to the same standards as the ten other films that they've done? Not necessarily, but, you know, I still think that it was definitely a very, very decent movie. Mm-hmm. Now I can I can see where people have their rebuttals
0: against it, but I really didn't see what was so terrible about it. Only seeing in 3D, it's not not that good seeing in 3D, but it's still good because it's layered Mm -hmm. 3D-ish.
3: And the only thing with 3D I can think of is really not a lot of movies are good in
2: 3D. I think this 3D fad that we have, and now that it's coming home, that you have your home theaters in 3D, I think it's a little much. Uh, I would like to see a bit of a decline in that almost every film, like we've been saying, almost every film has come out in 3D. And now, January, January 13th, Disney is coming out with Beauty and the Beast 3D. I love Beauty and the Beast, it's a classic film, it's great. I don't think it needs the plus of 3D. No. Especially a 2D animated film, that is a bit of a stretch for me, personally. One of the films that I've heard has worked fantastic with the home 3D is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the fact that they are three dimensional figures in a three dimensional world. Oh, I'm excited for that. But as far as 2D, I do have to say The Lion King. I did see that in 3D. That was great. I love seeing it in theaters. It hurt to see it in 3D. It's not that it was emotional, it was physically that my eyes were just like, oh halfway through the movie I had to pick off my glasses and just kind of close my eyes and let the movie go.
3: I agree. I mean, I don't really see why we have such a fascination with 3D, honestly. I mean, not to say 3 is not great, but are we really completely run out of movies that they have to renew and make old movies back in 3D?
2: As much as we are all Disney fans, we all do realize that Disney is becoming more of a company for company's sake. in quite a few ways, and I don't say that because I'd love to say this, it's something that I find very sad, but the fact that they are bringing back old films that they know will do well in the movie market nowadays, because they are such classic films, just kind of shows that it's more, it, it seems more like a money thing. I do agree that it's fantastic for younger generations, someone who's five or six or seven, to see them in theaters, say like we did when we were little, but I, I don't think it's needed necessarily i
3: agree
0: and another movie that came out in uh 2011 is muppets uh the
3: new muppets movie which i liked i don't know about you guys
2: that was a good good film well without getting spoiler it because we do want to avoid that because not everyone has seen this movie uh i absolutely <laughs> loved it it can get a bit cheesy i mean it's but it's a kid's film yeah but the muppets are all about that though yeah it, it really is um i wouldn't suggest seeing it alone I happen to see it Thanksgiving Day by myself. I wouldn't suggest that because it is about family and togetherness. So I would definitely see it with someone that, you know, you want to go see a movie with and know that they'll appreciate it as much as you will. Um, I Saw It Again the Second Time was still good the second time around. A little, you know, you got the lines quicker so it wasn't as funny as the first time around. But, you know, with the water and the singing and the window, you might get that one right. (laughs) But as far as the the Muppets go, I have seen... I grew up with the Muppets in the 90s with The Muppet Show tonight. And I grew up watching such films like The Muppet Treasure Island or The Christmas Carol. So, I I mean, it's it's, again with The Muppets, it's a good one.
3: Right. I mean, so what? If The Muppets are cheesy, I mean, that's what they're all about.
2: They really are. And you got the fact that the people who were working on this film were just as excited as the fans to be working on a Muppet film. They, I believe, they caught the essence of what the Muppets are all about. Even decades later.
3: And it's nice to see that Disney brought back the Muppets. Because, to be very honest, it was a dying franchise. It really was.
2: Yeah, I I don't know that many people were going to see Muppet 3D before this. And now I know that they're probably going to see quite a spike. And maybe with the uh, attention that the Muppets are finally getting again, with everything, maybe they're going to bring the Muppets back in full style, you know, maybe revamp the Muppets, maybe not the show as a whole, because the show is probably fine as is, but, you know, with the animatronics, or just revamp, basically.
3: Right, it really would be nice to see the Muppets back in the park, mm-hmm. honestly, the Muppets are something that have stayed for generations, and I don't see them going anywhere anytime soon.
0: And the Muppets will be joining uh, the Disney Fantasy when it's unveiled in, in uh, oh, oh,
3: 2012. Oh, yeah. Right, Which I think is great, because they're bringing them back, as I said.
2: Are they doing it just as to christen the boat, or are they going to be on the boat?
3: They're going to be on board. They're doing it on
2: board. as an uh, attraction game. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Resorts. I'm looking forward to that, then. Oh, so my. So we have a couple film announcements... And I'm going to go to the one that I'm most excited for, is Monsters, Inc. 2, Monsters University. Now, before, when there were speculation, it was going to be a sequel, not a prequel. And I, for one, feel that where where, uh, Monsters, Inc. ended was too perfect to even try to have them mess up. So I'm excited on the thought of it being a prequel.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: What do you guys think?
0: From what I heard from the D23 Expo, it seems like they're going back and like they're gonna see like uh, Sully and Wazowski in uh, when they're childs in elementary and all the way up to university.
2: Yeah, I.
3: I like the concept. From what I can, you know, from what I've heard of it, mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept. I have to say, and you know, it's a two movie, but it's not a two movie. Mm-hmm. It's a prequel. That's just also a sequel. <laughs> That was quite confusing, wow. Never mind.
2: Uh, they've they've done it before with different franchises, and it seems to work. It does, it really does. And, um, of course, I can't name off the top of my head, but <laughs> in general, they seem to work. And I believe the premise, at least as far as I've heard, is that Mike and Sully, they show them in, you know, school together, going to work on scare floors, and originally, Mike Wazowski, who is uh, Sully's assistant is trying to go for his own record and scare children just like, you know, Sully does. And they're rivals. And I'm not too oh. sure where... Oh, what is his name? that Camouflage one? Adel- Thank Adel- you. I don't know where he's gonna be in it, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited because I loved the idea of Monstropolis and them scaring and all their foods and the deodorants that they talk about in the locker room—I just thought that the whole concept was hilarious.
3: Mhm. I agree. It's an interesting. It's going to be interesting to how, see how they play it off, and I think it's going to come. I think it's going to turn out really well because I mean, the whole Monsters Inc. franchise itself has turned out really well.
2: Mhm. One that we haven't heard any announcement of yet, or really any speculation. I am excited to see something more about The Incredibles. Yeah. Personally.
3: Right. That's going to be interesting. I mean, as you said, I haven't heard anything about it yet, so.
2: I mean, with them doing Marvel and them having many the superheroes they might not right away. But I'm just excited because I liked the fact that it wasn't as much about them being superheroes as much as it was about their family and their lives. And how it interacted with the fact that they are superheroes. Well,
3: I mean, if you watch the first movie, it kind of left itself off for a perfect sequel.
2: Yeah, it did.
3: With, with the under, With The Undertaker, so... I think it's it's in the works. I mean, maybe a few years, but I still feel like it's in the works.
2: Yeah, and especially with Jack-Jack just now developing his powers, and, you know, Violet and Dash growing up and becoming who they're supposed to be. You know, just like they had Toy Story 2, where they left off saying that, you know, the toys would always be there for Andy when he grew up, and then we saw him in, camp- in college, and how that turned out. I'm really excited to see what they would do with, um dash and violet and jack jack growing up and becoming their own superheroes
3: right so it, it's definitely possible and it's definitely there
2: or go along the monsters inc route and do a prequel i mean that was uh, they could go either way with this one
3: yeah there's definitely a lot of wide open opportunities
0: definitely and another uh announcement from the d23 expo was there's gonna be a new Donna Show film and a film about the brain coming in 2013. ooh the brain <laughs>
2: It was anything like, um...
0: And the film about the rain is going to be like, how a song can get stuck in your head, like, it's a small world.
2: Body Wars at the Wonders of Life. Body
3: Wars! No,
2: it's actually... Gone. In a war. (laughs) Uh. I don't think this is a war of who won what, but there was also an announcement about a Jungle Cruise movie. And I believe they had some pretty... Up... Whatever... Dudes. uh, Who was working on it?
0: Um. there was the two characters that are gonna be in the Jungle Cruise is uh, Tom Hanks and Woody. Uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen.
2: Okay, I believe that the two of them will be comedy heroes if they do this kind of film. I don't know what they would do besides doing random Jungle Cruise spiels for the next two hours, but
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think with them doing Bull, uh, Buzz and Woody in Toy Story. They have the chemistry to do whatever they want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I Tim agree. Allen is on TV now. He has a new sitcom that he's been working on. I believe it's with ABC. But yep. Uh, yep. he's a great actor. I've loved him since Home Improvement. Um, Tom Hanks. Tim and Tom. Oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tim Honestly, I'm looking if 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 they do it and it actually winds up true, I am looking forward to it because I think both, as you said, both of them are very very good comedically.
2: Mhm, they are.
3: It also, I would say, you know, not that he had anything to do with the Jungle Cruise, but it'd also be nice to see Steve Martin make a cameo because he did get a start at Disneyland.
2: Yes, he did, and he was a magician and he also was a skipper, I believe.
3: Oh, he was. All right, so he does actually have something to do with that.
2: I believe he does. I could be wrong. Do not quote me. I could be totally wrong but um, another film that was not technically announced but is in the, already in the works is a Pirates of the Caribbean 5 because apparently the screenwriter who did Pirates of the Caribbean has already written a script for the next really? film. <laughs> yes. I heard about that as I was exiting the theater from Pirates of the Caribbean. I heard that. What's left? Well, as far as I'm concerned, they did leave it hanging. Okay. The end with the doll, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and where the two lovebirds went, lord knows where, I believe that they could do something with it, those two storylines. I especially loved The Mermaids, but that was me.
3: (laughs) I mean, I think regardless, I'm going to go see it first day, because I just love those (laughs) movies.
2: And I agree with Johnny Depp. He has actually said no so far. It it is in the works, but he said no so far because he wants... Each and every movie to be kind of on its own as far as uniqueness, and right. him playing Jack is just it. it fits. He, there's no one else to play Jack, so if I they agree. ever didn't have him on board, there is no pirates. So I mean, true. I was a little sad that um, Keira Knightley and the other gentleman that I'm totally blanking on. <laughs> I did miss their characters. But Bloom. Thank no, not you. Yeah, it was Orlando Bloom. Uh, I did like their story arc, but I do agree that it was go- was done as it was. I just kind of missed their characters because I thought it was very funny and it added to Jack's. But Jack can stand on his own in that. This movie really proved that. Because I think it was him and Gibbs and maybe one other person from the franchise and everyone else was gone. And it was brand new cast, basically. With Penelope Cruz as his lead. But yeah, I, uh, I've i heard about that, don't know when, don't know where, but yeah, and I believe Johnny Depp is also doing another film, it was about cowboys and Indians, one of the old Disney films that they did, he was going to be the sidekick from the cowboy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: he was going to be the Indian.
0: Now moving on to the final, almost the final, is that Barbara Iger will be retiring in 2016, Wow. Bob auger is the CEO of the Disney company and has been for these past about past 10 years
3: mm-hmm. anybody else a little surprised
0: I'm surprised that he's leaving this early but it's, yeah. it's gonna be like around 15 years 16 years he's been the CEO
2: well the fact that he's projecting it and saying it's going to be 2016 that leads me to the thought that it might not he might not
1: mm-hmm
2: Enough that he's saying, well, it's going to be in the future, but we don't know that he might change his mind or something might happen and he would want to stay longer.
3: And then who's going to take his place? We haven't figured that one out yet.
2: Well, it is a good thing that he gave such a long saying it would be 2016 so that there could be maybe training going on. Looking mm-hmm. at candidates, even not even in the Disney repertoire if they feel that there's someone outside the company who would work better for them than inside the company. You know, who knows?
3: Yeah, I mean when I first heard this announcement, that's really what I was curious about is, you know, at least as a stockholder, you gotta figure out who's gonna lead your company. hmm hmm You know, and I'm actually I'm very curious is if it's someone homegrown, is it someone that they're gonna get from another major organization? You know, who knows?
0: I it, it would be nice to see John me be the CEO.
3: It would be, but I think uh. You know, he he's definitely has a big part to do with WDI. He has mm-hmm. a huge part to do with Pixar, and I think that's really where his talents are.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's
3: not to say he may not be. You know, we never know. Yeah.
2: I mean, he is a very he is a very big creative genius, and we thank John Laster for a lot of what Pixar does. But with Pixar, what's so beautiful about that company, as a whole, is the fact that it's not one person who makes everything so spectacular. is, you know, down the line. Everyone works and they do what they do and they do it fantastically. He is needed as a leader, definitely. I'm not saying take him out of that company. He needs to be there. But as far as him leading Disney, the company as a whole, I'm not saying he wouldn't be fit for it, but I do agree with Mark that that's really where his talents are as far as Walt Disney Imagineering and Pixar. Now, that's
3: not to say, you know, he has been called... um... Walt well, Disney of current time, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, this is really wide open. I'm very curious to see where this is going to go.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could even be put on an advisory board, if we want to call it that. hmm And just have, hey, what do you think about this? Oh, I think that's a great idea. But with his strengths being so in animation and creativity... And him being such a good businessman, I mean, he might have the talents to go anywhere.
3: Right, and, uh, and who's not saying maybe they go outside and they get someone else? You know, we don't know at this point. It's very interesting to see, you know, where Disney can go because there's a whole bunch of major corporations out there that they can take, you know, a CEO from anywhere, just about. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, the years that we had Walt Disney, as far as the company with the parks, were very brief indeed, and we have no idea truly now what he would think about everything, but just the fact that we're almost coming into a time where we've had a time period without Walt greater than when we did, which is scary to me, because this company was his, and based from him and his family, and what they contributed to it, and now that we're getting to a point where, you know, people are you know, and just common in general are saying, oh, well, his head's frozen, behind, you know, beneath the castle or whatever, you know, just these kind of things. I really hope that the Disney company can stay afloat, you know, for generations. I'm not doubting it because I think it really can, but the fact that we don't have Walt anymore and we have John Lasseter and some people calling him, you know, the Walt, current Walt, you know, maybe he does belong here.
3: I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see... At least at this point, I really don't see where Disney's gonna, you know, lose its roots. Because I think that's what the Walt Disney Company is all about. It's all about family entertainment. It's all about, you know, theme parks. It's all about movies. It's all about, you know, family. And I think that's what Walt Disney had originally. Now, as I said that, you know, as you said, you know, do with Disney moving on to the future? Yeah, but, you know, every company moves on. But I don't see it where Disney's gonna lose what they've always had. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, as I say, you know, Bob Iger has done a great job. You know, he's done a great job with the Walt Disney Company. He's got it to where it is today, and he really has done a phenomenal job with it. It's just not going to be very curious to see where Disney is in the future, and how it works. Mm-hmm. It is. Another retirement
0: is Al Weiss. Al Weiss was a, uh, the head of the wide world, worldwide operations of the Disney Parks. Mm-hmm. He helped in a lot of the attractions, and he started in 1971 with Walt Disney World.
2: Yeah, and that's, I think, what we were talking about earlier was the operations of the parks and how we thought that it was all, almost every man for himself in a way, and then mm-hmm. having someone overseeing it in general, but the fact that it's just one person looking over every single park and operations. Yep. I think that is a little bit, you know, biting off more than you can chew in a way.
0: And there's there was only one person for world, uh, worldwide operations and others there's, now there's He's only looking over that, but now Meg Crofton oversees uh, Walt Disney World and the worldwide operations, so she has to have two jobs while Al Weiss had one.
3: Which I don't think is so good, and as we said before, it definitely works having, um, as we said before, you know, it definitely, the Disney company has become so big that it really shouldn't be a one-man job. Mm -hmm. It really shouldn't. It should be a, you know, a couple people in charge. Mm -hmm.
2: Collaborative team job. um, uh,
3: I agree. I really do, because I'm not so sure. You know, let's not say Disney Company's, You know, Disney company as you know, as of this very moment, is doing a great job. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if you know the best way to do it is to have one person in charge of this many departments.
2: Yeah. I mean, if we stretch the resources too thin, then they're not going to be do not going to be able to do as quality of a job as it would be if we had more people. I mean, we are in
3: now. I mean, Disney is now a multinational corporation. Mm-hmm they really are and you know i can see one you know one person for area fine one person in charge of you know it's like the it's basically a hierarchy system and i think that's where the system i think may need to be tweaked a little yes i agree with presidents of each part i think that's fine i think that's what's needed i think though further on down the line when we get higher and higher is where it starts need to be tweaked mm-hmm.
2: yeah one person overseeing international and current local affairs, that is definitely stretching someone too far. Because Walt Disney World as one thing, as a single thing, you look at it, it's so diverse in everything that you have to keep track of. It needs its own person. And Mm -hmm. with everyone else, you know, with international parks, I mean, I'm glad that we have someone from the States, you know, looking over that because this is Disney and Disney came from the United States and it being in other cultures, that's fine, that's great. But you know, like we say resources need to be not so stretched.
3: right and what I was thinking is like is a rebuild of the hierarchy system you know yes, definitely on President of speech Park, but when you get to a certain level, it really should be a committee or a board mm-hmm. or something. It really shouldn't be just one person overseeing. So if someone does retire or something happens, you know you still have everyone else on the same page and someone doesn't have to come in and now have to learn everything.
2: because in the past two I mean in the past several years, we've had so many jumps with different people changing their title or their job or switching places or doing other things. It's Mm -hmm. getting a bit chaotic, (laughs) to be completely honest. It is. It really is. And the fact that we as a community of fans are able to keep up with it is almost a miracle.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's what podcasting's for and that's what blogs are for. Mm -hmm.
2: Definitely. And you go to any board and they have their own opinion, but it's almost all unanimous in the fact that We care about, you know, not just the parks, but Disney Company as a whole, and we want to see it survive and grow and, you know, be the best that it can be from, you know, Walt, who originally created it. And we want it to be this great thing, and so the fact that we are speaking out about it, whether it be in a podcast or blog or other, just shows that we genuinely do care.
3: Yeah, I
0: totally agree. Now moving on to the last retirement, is Regis Shelbin from Live with Regis and Kelly retired this past November,
3: which is sad to see. The man with the most hours ever on TV has officially yep. called it quits. I have to say, I'm going to miss him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he retired? He really, you know, from his days of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, I, I have say it, I I like Regis. You know, what can I say?
2: I mean, that's where I originally saw him, was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I mean, I would watch that almost nightly with my, you know, with my family. It was almost a get together and watch it and see how many questions that we could get.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, Regis has become an icon of the Disney Company. hmm Really, uh, you talk anybody about, you know, people, you talk to anybody about Regis film and they're going to name his shows and all those shows are connected with the Disney Company, Disney ABC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Regis Drummond really is an icon for the Disney Company, and you know, it's actually kind of sad that he's not going to be around on TV as much. As much, yeah. He's he'll not still on the be there. Oh, he'll be on TV. He's just not mm-hmm. hosting Regis and Kelly, and he's not doing all that, but...
2: I wonder if he'll be on a New Year's Eve party show. Because we have the Dick Clark with...
3: Ryan Seacrest. Thank you. <laughs> Listen. If Secret, if Secret, if Dick Clark is still on New Year's Rock and Eve with this Clark, I totally believe that he'll come on. I don't see why he wouldn't.
2: And speaking of that, one more disneyday.com has been saying that on the 31st, and I believe it will be with Dick Clark's show at 8 p.m. my time, 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> they're going to announce what they are going to do in 2012, and apparently it's going to be pretty big.
3: Right, 21st on Leap Day which I think is phenomenal and I really really want to go mm-hmm. that's just been the room at least as as of this moment you know as of the, this time of this recording that's the rumors but you know from what we know now 24 hours on leap day I think is amazing because I don't know about you I would be at the park in 2am because you could ride and I, I now I don't know restriction wise what would be open what would not be but because I would feel sorry
2: for the cast members who would have to be open from midnight exactly. to a.m. or however long, oh, I would just, ah!
3: Exactly, but let me tell you, I would be excited beyond belief. hmm
2: But that is kind of keeping it close because Disney would, usually tells you to book vacations at least six months in advance.
3: It's cutting it close, I know, but it's because they're telling you January... You know, they're telling you literally the last day in December and leave years year is February. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, so... It's
3: it's it's coming at major, major close. So this is what also leads me to believe that this is not the only time they're going to do this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with... Something, so. something
3: tells me they may be doing this again.
2: And what is hilarious is I actually have been... Even before this was announced, before this Christmas day back in November, I have been looking at vacation dates between February and March, before spring break. So if I hit this pot of gold, I will be ecstatic.
3: And then here's the other thing, though, is I would start booking now, because when this, I I don't know, obviously, when when this announcement comes out, it's going to be big, and whatever dates that they announce for, it's going to be packed.
2: Like, almost every single announcement that they've had, With anything that has limited availability, that is actually, you know, with the Haunted Mansion or D23, usually it goes out within 15-20 minutes. Yeah, they're not
3: kidding when they say limited availability. I mean, look at the last promotion. Give uh, give a day, get a Disney day. That was
2: done by March. Mm -hmm. And that was a million tickets. That's a million tickets. So this is limited beyond belief. Because you're talking about hotels actually getting in, meeting capacity. It would... Personally, I would be laughing my head off if every single Disney World park met capacity that day. Even Animal Kingdom.
3: Well, here's the thing. Now, do they keep all the parks open for hours? Animal Kingdom, they can't. Animal Kingdom, they can't, because of the animals, and I totally agree with Mark there.
2: I would want to see Mount Everest once during the evening. Mm -hmm. Come on, please. I, I, I could see it open late. I
3: cannot see it open 24 hours. There's just no way.
2: I can agree with that too, but I would love to
3: especially, to see especially it. La- especially with the lack of lights that park has. You know, it's all trees. Come on. It's
2: Come dark. On. It's... Well, you know, I will be very interested to see how they're going to work Avatar Land and if it is going to be limited time that they're going to be open. Or do you think that, that once they get the Avatar Land they're going to open extend the hours?
3: Maybe that second. I don't know. I have to say though, I think you know, this begs the question, if this 24-hour thing actually happens, obviously, I would say you leave the Magic Kingdom open. Epcot and Hollywood Studios now become the question. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Do you do it 24 hours? Because, A, that would sure as hell help um, limit the park capacity. Because not everyone would be at the same park. I would, you know, there are a lot of things that would have to happen. There are a lot of rules that have to be in place. You know, I would stick, first of all, I would stick to one park. I wouldn't be park hopping. Yeah. That would just throw everyone off.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: you know. So it would be interesting if they're really going to do it. It's a lot, a lot of work that needs to go into it because that's cast. That's a lot of cast members. That's a lot. That's a lot of things that need to be in motion. And if this is happening in February, that's now two months away.
2: The pro the the cast members have probably been forewarned about this and everything. But for me, I I've heard about. Magic Kingdom meeting capacity because that's, I think, the most popular park in general. I can see Hollywood Studios maybe reaching capacity because I don't know how big it is. I don't remember, to be honest. But I cannot see Epcot meeting capacity because that is just so, wow, it is such a huge park.
3: But what's funny about Epcot is how the World Showcase and, um... wow, it's drawing a blank on me. world. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing how already World Showcase and Future World close at two different times. Yeah.
2: Do they really? So.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it really becomes a question of, and that's for, um, that's for. Um, of energy. Well, no, no not the Universe of energy. They close at two different times, and that's because of uh, illuminations. So who closes so, first?
0: Future World, and then World Showcase World at 9:30.
3: Yeah. Yep. And the whole park closes at. 9:30, right around. Yeah, 9:30. That is the fire, early. The fireworks is the last thing. So, I'm really curious to see what they would do and why. And this is why, you know, I definitely don't think if they're going to do 24 hours that it can be just one part. I think the capacity would be way too much. I think it really would have to be more than one part.
2: mm Mhm. I agree with that definitely. And then, like you were saying with um, Future World and Illuminations, uh, I'm not too sure. I, I really am not because that is. J- I see Epcot as, if you can (laughs) shut Epcot down, you can shut anything down,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: as far as capacity.
3: Yeah, I mean, but as we said before, there are a lot of things that need, I know, as you said, you know, probably cast members have already been pre-warned, but there are a lot, a lot of gears that need to turn for this to actually work, because you have, all right, so let's say, hypothetically, for a moment, you have more than one park open. Mm -hmm. You have to have all the cast members at, uh, uh, let's say, Magic Kingdom and Epcot are open. So you have to have all the cast members at Magic Kingdom, all the cast members at Epcot. So right there, that's a whole bunch of people. Then you have to have breaks, you have to have people giving shifts to work different, um, two to to four, two to whatever. You have to have busing, you have to have more food.
2: Monorail has to be working.
3: Monorail has to be working, you have to have different prep times for other people. Because, you know, a lot of the parks come to life at night. You know, at least the back end of the cleaning up and stuff. So you lose that time.
2: I mean, that's not just the 24 hours that that's going to affect. That's going to affect at least 48 to 64 hours mm-hmm.
3: of time. At least, because before we see somewhat of normal. You know, And the, as we all know, Disney parks do not shut down, ever.
2: No, they're a 24-hour thing whether or not we as the guests see it. When they close at 12 or 1 a.m., they're still going at it.
3: I totally agree. There are people who clean and get it ready for the next day. So that's going to be very interesting to see what would happen. It really would be.
2: It might be too much.
3: It might be too much if we do more than one park. And now this also raises the question, if the one park you have open 24 hours, do you have to you actually close it the first
2: time? Well, usually, even, if, even though they do close during the night and they have the revamp, they have people cleaning during the day plenty right. of times. So when you get to it being, if they are open 24-7, hypothetically, if they are at the 2 or 3 a.m., Who says there's really, as much as it's going to be open and there's going to be people wanting to do this, who's going to be up at the parks riding rides at 2 to 5 a.m.?
3: Right, I mean, I think that's what my next point was about to be, was if you're really going to be up at 2 to 5 a.m., you know, your capacity of crowds are going to be very limited. Now, if you're more more than willing to do it, you know, you're going to be in luck because the lines are going to be empty. (laughs) But as you said, you know, there's not going to be that many people, so they can literally do it section by section
2: you know what i have a theory is that you know the older folk who have families they're gonna have to go to bed they're gonna have to sleep they're not gonna be able to do this Mm -hmm. i see them as adrenaline junkies and a bunch of teenagers (laughs) running around the park at 2 3 a.m in the morning that's what i see
3: listen there's nothing better than that you're as i said if you're more than willing to stay up that's worth it it and is. then the question... It is. And then the question... And then I think that's how you tackle the cleaning problem, because you can figure it out like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the lesser crowds at that hour, you're going to definitely be able... Maybe not section by section, but just definitely, like, pick everything up if they need to be.
3: Right, but as I said, either way, there's still a lot of people behind the scenes that's going to affect, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of prep time that they're losing, because you still have to sell... You know, to be very honest, you're open 24-7. That's a mint in terms of revenue that you're going to bring into the park.
2: That's huge. That is... Oh, my goodness, that is absolutely huge. Well, you know, ask Walmart. they'll be able to
3: <laughs> that, listen, they'll they'll figure it out. Let me tell you. if it actually goes down, it's gonna be pretty epic. It really will be.
2: Yeah, and we this at time of recording, this is the twenty eighth. We're gonna find out in less than three days. But yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting and I, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. The preview that they've done with the clocks all around, I, I'm excited.
3: Oh, it has to be 24 hours. Question is just where. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited. And then we have finally come to the conclusion of our 2011 Disney year in review. And sadly, we end with sad news as we reach our conclusion with the passing of late of Apple co-founder and and Pixar founder and Disney, you know, board of trustees. Steve Jobs
1: mm-hmm.
3: I was shocked when I heard this
0: news I was like already because he just retired from Apple like maybe like not even a month ago and then he
3: passed away and I, I think that had a big to do with it to be very honest of why he retired and honestly I, when the world mourned the world was 100% correct we have really it honestly I hate to compare it but we have lost you know, someone very, very similar. It's the same effect as losing Walt, isn't mm-hmm. it? hmm It really is.
2: How much of an impact Steve Jobs has had on our lives as a whole, there were more people who probably found out on a device that he helped create that he had passed yep. away.
3: And I mean, you know, what, you know, without him, you know, what we, us three, are doing right now is not possible because there wasn't podcasting. Podcasting never existed. You know, the iTunes store never existed. Downloading music never existed. The fact that I can now literally access an infinite amount of data from the palm of my hand with an iPhone, an iPod, an iPad, the Mac, it's just profound. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I do have to say that probably Napster was the start of that, but yes, Apple and iTunes did perfect it.
3: It really did. I mean, the music industry has forever been changed.
2: And downloading and YouTube and
3: I mean and without and we forget without Steve Jobs there's no Pixar
2: yeah Yeah.
3: there's no Toy Story there's no
2: because at the beginning of Pixar wasn't he the one who pretty much gave them the bump that they needed
3: Mm -hmm. he he bought Pixar from George Lucas and from a little it was a little startup company in George Lucas and he bought it and he made it literally where it is today. You know, he brought in the brilliant minds that are, that were, that is, um, John Lasseter and all these other great pioneers of the movie industry.
2: And the fact that he has stocks in Disney.
3: Yeah, and he's had such an effect on the movie industry. You know, he's had an effect on the movie industry. He's had an effect on just about every industry you can think of. He's had a huge effect on. It. He really has. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it was very sad to see him go, and the fact that he did retire so, so close. You knew that he didn't want to.
3: No, he. Re- I really feel like Steve Jobs. If he could have, if there was such a treatment for curing pancreatic cancer, he would have taken it. You can just the potential in that man. Re- really, he is just phenomenal. It really is. I, I mean, there's nothing more you can say. It's, you know, it's really what this world could have been. You know, die,
2: he died at such a young age.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It seems like him and Walt died about, not the same age, but very close, if I'm, mis- if I'm not mistaken.
3: It really is going to be, um... It, it really is just interesting to see, you know, how such great minds are brought, into, are brought into our world and taken from us just as quickly.
2: I mean, we could go down and list different gentlemen who have touched so many lives in such a short amount of time, and it just pretty much tells you how significant of an impact you can have. I mean, you don't have to be a global phenomenon, you don't have to be someone as huge as this to make an impact, but just to know that you make impact on everybody that you touch, whether yeah. or not you know it. Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, Steve Jobs, and just as a fact of, just you know, the effect he had on the Disney company, and the fact he's had on, you know the world in general. And technology. And technology. I mean, without him, as I said before, you know, we wouldn't be having iPhones. We wouldn't be having podcasting. We wouldn't be having a lot of the things that we all have and we all love.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: A lot of things would be different in this world. Yeah. And as you said, it just goes to show how one man or just one person can really have such an effect on the entire world. You know, it's, it's, it's really almost... You know, it really is almost weird to think that you know we're talking about this the fact that such a great man has died mm-hmm. it, it really is weird that we're talking about this i really you know I, this really must have what it was like for the world when they lost walt disney mm-hmm.
2: because the whole world mourned him and the whole world will you know has been mourning steve jobs since the announcement has happened and it just it gives us a perspective of you know what are we what are we going to do tomorrow What are we going to, as Disney celebrities, what are we going to celebrate?
3: As what was, you know, Steve Jobs' famous quotes was, you know, if you were to wake up in the morning, you know, if you look at yourself, and this is your last day on Earth, is what you're about to do that day what you want to be remembered by, or what you want to happen? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever seen it, but if you get a chance, watch his Stanford commencement speech. It is possibly one of the most inspirational things you will ever see in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen that one. I almost got emotional.
2: I will have to stop sometime and watch it. I've heard a lot about that, and I've been meaning to, but I will you know, probably sooner than later. But this has been such a year in review that we look back on with the death and departing of such a great gentleman and everything that we have to look forward to in 2012, we're gonna have a lot to talk about next time we do this, the third time around that we do this, because this is only fourth. our second time.
3: Fourth, fourth. Fourth. Yep, yeah, Mark, Mark and I, yeah, Mark and I have done this twice before.
2: Ah, so it will be the third time. It will be third time for you, yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: third time for you, fourth.
3: Fourth for us, but uh, there is honestly, it just leaves you to think, you know, what's next for the world? Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know everything's changing on such a quick, short notice, it's gonna be amazing to think, you know, come this time next year when we sit down to do this again, you know, what is it gonna be like? What What is gonna be the big story of 2012? Yep.
0: Everything changes within a snap of a finger.
3: Exactly, it's just gonna be very interesting to see what the world is gonna bring us, in not only Disney, but just in general the upcoming year.
2: This is Kira from the Remember the Magic podcast. And
3: this has been Mark from the
2: Discast podcast.
0: And Mark from the Remember the Magic podcast.
2: We'd like to wish you a Happy New Year, and we will see you again in 2012.
0: And yes. thanks uh, to both of you for joining us on the Disney Year Review Back of 2011.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
3: For those of you who have made it, thank you for listening to this year's year review of the Walt Disney Company. I would like to thank Mark and Kira from the Remember the Magic podcast for allowing me to join them, as we hope that you had as much fun listening to this year's year review as us three did, recording it. Happy New Year, everybody, and we'll see you all in 2012. From all of us here at the DizCast, thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to join us again, and until then, have a magical week.